Welcome everyone. It is episode number 39 of the 1056 podcast, the Raphael Soriano episode. Good How about that? God. <laughs> yeah, you want you want to talk about we're talking about baseball, you want to talk about people we haven't heard in a while? There Raphael you go. Soriano, huh? I thought it was uh, tell you. I thought it was Alfonso Soriano for a second, um which no. would have been even better just cuz he was sweet on the Yankees. But Rafael Soriano was also sweet on the Yankees. Yeah, I don't have much memory of him other than his name. Yeah, so. I really don't either. Um, but that's it, man. Rafael Soriano, episode 39. Uh, it's, it's, you know what? It's going to be a good one. I'm just going to lead off and say that right now. Okay, I usually don't tease the interview in the first 30 seconds, but it's going to be good. Jeff- but it was so good you just had to. Yeah, yeah. No, I had to. I mean, it was a longer one. So I got to, you know, just get out in front of it before we we take too much time. So that was my thought process about everything. Um, As you can tell with the title of the episode, we interviewed Nautilus Kitchen, Chef Becca and Vanessa, uh, the two masterminds behind that business. It was wicked, as Ali G used to say. Um, And we had a really, really fun time. And they actually crafted a beer dinner for us using... uh, as local as possible beers. Um, some were from Connecticut, which is great. And then uh, some were like from, I most of them I believe are from the Northeast. I have, that, have to kind of like remember, but I believe so. In any case, uh, it was awesome. And I always think back to our interview with Ken, who says to kind of like do things a little bit differently as you progress. I think this episode is the epitome of that statement. Um, Absolutely. In no way is it what I thought we would be doing a year and a half into this. And it's sick. And it, we're, we're so excited for that. So this, like most of our interviews, was a long time in the making. Um, this one was even longer because they had to like create a menu and like consult with us on like what beers we should like, what beers we should use, like all that stuff. So it, it just took like a lot of like work to get that set up and uh, totally worth it. They are two amazing people with mm-hmm. a very interesting background. Um, that's all I'm going to say. I, I think those stories are some of the best stories we've heard on the show. So it's, we can tease a little bit. They had, they spent some time. They, they helped win California and Vegas and they yeah. have stories from there. Yeah. They helped. One of them helped win a Grammy for someone um, for three stacks. That's all I'll say. They're already giving too much away. No, that's it. No one no, knows. Don't tell anymore. That's it. So listen. Yeah. It, it was, it was a great time. Um, but before we get into all that, we always go through the beer industry, whether it be Connecticut, whether it's me just shitting on the CT beer drinkers because they're a weird group of people. No, I'm just kidding. I actually like them a lot. Don't, no, don't, I'm just, don't, don't describe what I'm doing on, on camera, Jeff. All right, you missed it. He wasn't even looking sweet. No, no, he, he was being a sarcastic. No, 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 he wasn't looking. He, was, he put up a sign saying, uh, down with the CT beer drinkers. I was being serious, okay? They're a great group of people who don't overreact in some things, and they're totally level-headed. That's right. Like any very, you know, uh, uh, opinionated uh, industry, such as craft beer. But I've said this. I never see I actually go on their page as often as I can, as often as I think about it, and I scroll through, and I'm like, where are all these moments? And I just see people posting their random beers yeah, that's- inside on their back, in their backyard. 
it honestly is like 95% of the post, but you do get some that's like, oh, oh, I feel that the Sky Gazer release isn't actually a beer. Oh, oh, oh. Like it's that kind of shit. And that, Please like, tell me when they type it on Facebook, they even put oh, 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 oh in like letters. No, I'm just imagining what he's saying. <clears throat> just being like, listen, I'm about to come over the top and sound like I know what I'm talking about. Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a quick just what's new with them right now as we're doing this. I'm just, I'm already there. I'm already on the page. I'm already on my phone. Dude, you're going to get a shit ton of just beer picks. Oh, something from a guy named Tom N. shared a photo two minutes ago. Anyone oh, place a bet on this? Marlo Artisanal Ale. You haven't heard of Marlo? No, I know. I'm just saying. Look at oh. him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as as we're recording this, um, the Marlo just like dropped their uh, second eager to share version with Galaxy, and everyone's like, "Eager to share with Galaxy!" Oh my god, it's a great beer. I'm not poo-pooing it. Um, eager to share is actually awesome, and it, I I do kind of want it because it has Galaxy in it. But I also spent a shit ton of money this month, so. Yeah, that that is something that caused a little bit of a stir. So Jeff actually showed me something that I'll I I'll read the comments down. off of this when we get into it. So why don't we just yes. get into it? Please, please keep that I'll up. I have the comments ready to go. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, we always talk about breweries adding some weird adjuncts into their beer. I always think about us having the weirdest beer concept of tomato, basil, and mozzarella in a beer. Uh, well, Oscar Blue said to us, not really, uh, hey, I got one better for you. Uh, yesterday, so this was on Wednesday, uh, I guess of last week when you're listening to this, uh, Oscar Blues, they're most notably known for Dale's Pale Ale, uh, posted something on uh, Instagram, all social media, about a new beer that they launched. And obviously, I can't show you the photo, but I'll read the description. That's right, mustard beer. We are stoked to announce our partnership with French's to develop French's Mustard Beer, a semi-tart tropical wheat beer infused with an array of citrus fruits to complement French's classic yellow mustard. To learn more about this beer and where you can find it, go to mustardbeer.com. And the one thing that I found most interesting was the glassware. The one thing was only one? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, no. Listen, you got to zig when people want you to zag. The one thing I found interesting yeah. was the glassware because it was a glass mustard bottle. And I thought that that was sick. And I was like, wow, this is actually awesome. And I absolutely want to get it. Well, do, do a little uh, can design description is like if we did if we were reviewing it. Uh, so I, it's kind of tough to describe, but it's like very French's yellow mustard. All the font is basically the same. Um, it's like navy blue around the top with like gold stars around it. Yeah. It's like and a it navy says, blue ribbon, like on the top yellow, yeah. can, the French's logo. It says mustard beer underneath. And what's that say? Oh, uh, Oscar blues. It's their, 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 their shtick. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, someone posted it into the CT beer drinkers Facebook page. Yep. Just scrolling through some of the comments. They're not as crazy as you would think. I'll read a few of the comments if you would like. Go for it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, trying, one, to, I'm trying to buy of, it right now. One of – you're trying to buy it? <laughs> I can't. It comes out on Saturday. Look, it's already, it's already been out at the time of you guys listening to it. But right now, it comes out on August 1st. And we're recording this like two days before. So I can't get it yet. But don't you think – that as many people think that this beer is gross, that I immediately want it that much more. Anyway, read the comments. 
<laughs> well, one commenter said, I'm only offended because as a mustard person, it's spicy, brown, spicy mustard or bust. Yellow mustard is the bud light of said condiment. That's honey mustard. You don't like honey mustard? No, I love honey mustard. I don't hate bud light, but like, I'm just saying like, this is some bullshit I would expect Shabim to produce, not Oscar Blues. <laughs> no, I did someone actually yeah. say that. Yeah. I'm going to keep the names out of this, but that was a legit comment. A direct shot at Shabim yep. for right seemingly no reason. <laughs> this is so offensive, dot, dot, dot. Calling French's yellow mustard shit mustard is an insult to real mustard everywhere. That That's I what somebody said. Um, somebody just posted the picture of of that moment in the episode of happy days where um the fines literally d- ski like um what's what's it called he's uh, water ski water skis over a shark and it yep. led to the phrase jump the shark someone just posted that moment as i guess selling this is like this is like that that step too far of just like what is this now what are we even doing anymore <laughs> um which i thought was pretty funny uh but hey listen listen why not yeah, you know, like I don't, I really don't hate it as much as like, and I don't hate like when 450 or when anyone comes out with like a smoothie salad Berliner. I know we talked about that a lot in the last episode, and it's a beer cocktail. I think that's a great way to describe it. I don't hate it, but I feel like people get offended because they're like, oh, who will put these two things together? Um, with anything, like especially something as strong as mustard. Obviously, there's like so many steps in the beer creation process that like it's not going to taste like Bud Light with mustard squeezed in. I highly doubt <laughs> that. You, you might get Gross. something. You might get like a vinegary like taste or like mustard seed. So might, maybe might be like a lambic or something. Like that is my prediction. I think honestly, what's selling this is the fact that it's French's mustard. It's Oscar Blues, and the beer is poured into a glass mustard bottle, which I really want. That's the one thing I really, really you just want. want the, you just want the glass. I'm pretty sure it's a one of one, and I don't think we're big enough. We don't have that much pull to be like Oscar Blues, send us that bottle. I don't even care about the beer if it's still But hey, high. anybody at Oscar Blues, you have a big fan over here. Yeah. We'll send you the address. Oh, I'm not like a huge fan. Don't, don't get me no, wrong. No, big fan of glassware over here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Ty, you're not helping your cause. You're a big fan. I, of hey, beers. man, you know what? I'm being real with them. I've only had like one of their beers, and that's Dale's Fake it till you make it, buddy. Fake it till you make it. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm as real as the streets, as, as I always say. But um, right. yeah, Dale's Pale Ale is their like staple beer, which I, like I said, I've only had like once um and that's like a year-round available everywhere kind of overrated in my opinion but whatever it's great it was it was like in the like uh early 2010s maybe like late 2000s that like this beer was like super super popular so um who knows maybe it's just one of those things that they need to do to get back kind of into the national spotlight people talking about them people are talking about i'm gonna i'm literally gonna make a note right now live on air to try and purchase this beer and i'm gonna lose my mind if if they can't ship to <laughs> connecticut because of connecticut's goddamn beer loss yeah um so where are they out of again i think colorado they have i'm a actually couple, trying to look i'm on their facebook and i'm trying to they have a couple locations i want to say they have some in like north carolina as well um so i don't know i'm i'm not I'm sure website i'm re- i really i'm gonna try I'm going to review it. I'm going to do full review on our Instagram, 1056PODCST. 
and and go from there. Yep, that's it right there. There it is. So anyway, not to belay the point, um, I want to go over one more thing that's kind of more on a serious note, kind of not really because it's pretty dumb, um, and you'll kind of see why, and then we're going to get into our interview. So uh, as you guys know, we talked about this, and if you guys are like, you guys follow like the beer mule scene, the beer hauler scene on Instagram, there's a guy by the name of Miami Beer Brigade. Um, seems like super nice guy. We talked to Tom M. Tom M. Like had met him at one of the beer festivals. So like, you know, I have proof or I guess, uh, uh, a test that he is a nice guy. Probably like three, four weeks ago, he called out, um, some people that were gouging, uh, cans of 450 North, uh, up to, I believe it was like a hundred dollars a can for some. Mm-hmm which is not worth it. Which I think we've talked about too, like that yeah. on this podcast before. I like, that's just what's, what's even happening at that point. Right. It's pretty bad. And like, it's gonna, it has a ripple effect because it affects the aftermarket price for people who want to trade and like do all of that. Like if you're charging 40, $50 a can, that sets the bar to be like, okay, if we can do that for fucking four fifty, I can sell Pliny for, 40 you know it, it creates that ripple effect down the road and it's also just kind of a dick move i think the point like really we've seen it small on a small scale for the Connecticut beer industry most likely it's the same sentiment but like it's not about like making like a shit ton of money off of these like releases and like selling it for a hundred dollars and making it so people can like barely afford it it's like to share it with everyone to have everyone experience it that's what's all about obviously this isn't really the case so this guy um, called out like five or six of these 450 mules. Like there's a whole Facebook page that's like dedicated to 450 trading, yada, yada, yada. The, this one of these 450 mules that got called out was like tripping him in the DMs. was like, where are you at? I'll threaten your parents, this, that, the other thing. Took screenshots, like shared it. Pretty dumb on the 450 mules parts uh, because like this guy had like 200 followers and this guy has like 5,000, so smart. So then again, um, last week when you're listening to this, um, he put out another post saying, hey, another individual who like touts 450, like slid into my DMs and was like, guarantee I'll punk your little Roy Rage ass in front of whoever you're with. Like keep making IG posts about it. Like, I, like you're a little bitch. Like, cause the whole reason why this started now was because um, this guy, Miami Beer Brigade, um, was like complaining. Like he was bitching about the fact that people will buy like three, four packs, and then or like you know a case of beer and tip him like four bucks, which is kind of shitty. Like he's doing a big service. Like you gotta like help the guy out a little bit, and that's when all this kind of shit came. So the guy's like, "Oh, you're crying over like four bucks, yada yada yada," and then he goes like to the extreme is like, Hey, you live at blank, right? An apartment blank. And I was like, okay, cool. So this 450 like mule basically like doxed this guy and was like, Hey, I know where you live. Um, and all this stuff. And it just got like very, very like, we are like threatening, like with guns and shit. I was like, this is like so weird. And it just looks like this weird, like mid twenties, like kid who just has like nothing going on. I was like, what the fuck's going on? I was like, I feel like we've missed the whole point of, of trying to get beer to people if they can't access it. <laughs> That's it's just, it's it, it just another reflection of stuff that you hear about all the time out there. You and I were talking about it. We're big fans of video games that we've seen this recently with a game that we like with oh, yeah, last, last of us, of us part too, two. Man. 
um, there was a large portions of people who didn't like how the story turned out in that game. So they were sending messages to the actors, not even people who wrote the scenes, not that that would be good anyways, but the actors who portrayed them, who, who, uh, who played the characters, um, sending death threats to them and their families. Um, what are we doing? Like, what, what is that? What, what is, what, what this, this community as a whole, whether it's more localized or for, uh, expanding out, there's no place for that. Because yeah. beer, beer is the way that we experience craft beer is, is a social drink. Right. Right. I mean, yes, people have it on their own and that's great because you try through things that you, you have one when you're sitting on the couch enjoying some Netflix. But we, you do that because there's a sociability to it later on. I mean, obviously right now that's hard during the pandemic, but right. to, to go to normal times, there's events, there's beer trades, there's beer tastings, there's Oktoberfests, there's um, homebrew fest. There's, and we just get together to talk and to share beer and then just shoot the shit after everyone's standing around holding the beer of their choice. And it's supposed to be a community and it still is like, this is an incredibly strong community and there's always going to be a blip. So this is not yeah. a reflection of the community as a whole, a <laughs> but I, there's no place for death threats. Yeah. There's no is. place for that anywhere online. I don't, there's no place for that. I, it could be athletes get it like athletes get it too. Yeah. And I, I could be my least favorite team and my least favorite players. They do not deserve death threats. Nothing about this is that important. Wait, like Jose Bautista from the Toronto Blue Jays? You're saying- I'm sure he did. But like, I'm, I'm any, <laughs> like, yeah, I, as Tyler knows, as some people know, I just can't stand him and I can't stand the Blue Jays, but I would never send a death threat. Um, but for this, I understand, you know, like, I get it. You're getting called out. We're also doing something pretty shitty that is um, not healthy for, for the beer community as a whole um to oversell these beers there nothing is worth several hundred dollars several even even up to a thousand dollars and nothing's worth that to me no yeah. drink no no thing that you consume that is now done and you end up pissing out later is worth that much money to me unless it's yeah, like no. unless it's brewed in like the caskets of the santa maria or something you know like like Ooh. something like something crazy that's like his, like crazily historic. Like even then, maybe, but nothing yeah. that you are going to consume and only comes out as waste later is worth that amount of money. So if you're out there, cons- what do they just buy it all and then resell it? Is that what they're doing? I mean, yeah. So like everyone in the beer industry, like not the beer industry, but like um, uh, who are like into craft beer, know 450 North. Like they do, and. Right. It's only, they don't distro. It's only available in the middle of nowhere, Indianapolis. So like, or Indiana. Um, and like, you know, people are like, Oh, get me some, like ship it over to me. I'll pay you X. And it just kind of like started from there. So some people are like doing a hundred dollars a can and this and that. And it's not just 450 North. I mean like 450 North is just like the oh, yeah, I know. local Absolutely. point of this, but like it's any brewery that creates a smoothie style Berliner, it's the furthest deviation from beer creates more hype and gets sold for more. So that's really what it comes down to. Well, um, I just, these people to me are, are, I mean, I don't know the economics of it so, so perfectly, but that doesn't sound healthy for anything about the beer community and the beer industry yeah, and no. how they're reacting to being called out for doing something that a lot of people deem unhealthy for the beer community, beer industry is by death threats. Now you're not welcomed anymore to me. Like I'm talking about like the craft beer community. That's not just here in Connecticut. We they're spanned oh, yeah. the country. You're not welcome. 
you're, 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 we don't want you. You, you honestly, I wish this is my biggest thing. I think we said this when we talked off the air, um, the dogs are barking in my house. So I apologize if that's anyone's hearing that, but, um, the, I lost my train of thought because now I have dogs barking. Look at them go. I might be getting robbed as we speak on the air, but we'll, oh, we'll that'd be sick, dude. I'm keeping all this. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, okay. So we talked about, like, I was thinking like, there's no accountability on the internet. Oh yeah. Like you get, people get death threats throughout different industries and for different reasons. And it's never okay. Whether it's politicians, actors, athletes, um, businesses, Person, uh, social media personalities, people get death threats when they reach a certain level and they say the wrong thing to some people. Right. And there's no accountability. Like, have you, like I asked you this, like, have, has anybody ever heard of someone typing in, I'm going to kill you and your family into Facebook and sending that through a private message. And then you find out later that they got arrested. I have never heard of it. And that's yeah. terrible to me. Cause if there was accountability, people wouldn't be doing this. I've only heard of like people like, being swatted and shit which is like a super like serious offense um but for the most part there might have been some that like you just don't see but for the most part right I, th- goes- I think we sh- i think if we don't see it that's a problem i think we should be advertising the consequences for sending such terrible things to people yeah it goes unaccounted for like 99 percent of the time and it's it's like it you've lost the point like you just said it's like well, what are we doing when you boil it down like, yeah, you can be pissed that people are gouging beer. Fine, like, whatever. But then it's like, you take it further, you're like, oh, I'm going to fucking pull up on you. Like, it's like a, like a gang war or some shit like that. And when you break it all down, it's literally over beer. It's over a smoothie-style Berliner Weiss. That's it, which is very mm-hmm. weird. And I think if, like, that, if, if, you, if the message would be get through this guy's head, that that's the case it's like what are we doing here man well whatever if if, honestly it for something like that actually give me one sec one sec you keep talking for a second yeah yeah um it's i'm just very curious essentially to see like what comes of all this because it's a lot of like okay you you're like hey you live here like that's a threat to someone's like privacy and like their well-being it's like there, there probably is going to be something from this it, uh, it always I'm reads to me say. it always reads to me that um in this situation if you and if i have this right if you threaten someone's life because they called you out for something that you're doing that is not good then that and you threaten them for that then you're you're, you're scared well you're scared of something if, if you didn't think something, if it, if it doesn't mean anything, it's like you're doing something wrong. Okay. And it doesn't mean anything. Then why, why react so strongly? Are they afraid? Oh, yeah. no, they afraid like this person's uh, influence is going to impact your ability to gouge beer prices. And if, That's you, what it sounds if, like. if that means they might be afraid a little bit and maybe they should be. Yeah. Maybe they should be afraid because people shouldn't be out there paying a hundred bucks for a Berliner. I, yeah I, I encourage people to not be doing that like yeah just, don't, don't do that yeah don't participate in this <laughs> save your money like don't do that there's plenty of other places and like smoothie style it's smoothie style of burners for the majority at least people who are buying and selling this are for people who are like really aren't into beer and you just want something that is says beer on it and it's like seven percent abv maybe 
So if that if it's if it's recorded accurately, if it's reported accurately, and then <laughs> it's not, and then you're putting misinformation about a food product on a label, and then uh, federal get involved, a- but then nothing happens. So <laughs> yeah, dude, fucking sick, dude. 2020 is weird as shit. Weird um, as shit. Anyway, that's enough on that point. There, sure. I don't want to labor no, sure. it too much. Um, on some better news, like we mentioned at the top of the show, we have our interview with Nala's Kitchen. Um, it was awesome. Like I'll reiterate it again. It was sick. The energy was high from the start. So if, if you are a future guest of the show, if you're like, Hey, I want to be on the show and you want expectations, this is the one that you got to listen to. Okay. I know that they made us a beer dinner. You don't have to make us food. That's not the point. I'm talking the energy, man, the energy, Ooh. the intangible energy was brought, man. So that's what I'm talking right. about. If you can't match that's that. Right. If you can't match that, don't reach out, man, because we need that energy up through the roof, man. That's what I'm talking about here. That's what <laughs> we do here. Every time we record, we might be tired. We might be full. We might be drinking too much, but the energy is always through the roof. So, yeah, we loved like talking with them, how they came up with this menu, a little bit more about how they operate, what kind of diets do they sort of specialize in. So it was very cool to kind of pick at, you know, a professional chef's brain and just see how it all sort of We get nerdy, folks. We get into flavor profiles and textures and the whole nine. So if you're interested in their business, if you're interested in cooking with beer, um, then hang in there, listen to this episode. You might learn something, try something new, be creative. It's going to be awesome. I just kept kept pretending like I was on chop and it was pretty sick. I just pretended like I was like the judge. Which we Um, immediately watched chopped after recording the episode. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's that, that is exactly how it felt. Woman got chopped in the first round because she bled all over her food and they couldn't eat it. Oh, I've seen that happen before too. I I think it was a, it was a guy, the episode I watched. It's like, what a fucking idiot. And I love it too because they're like, well, well, you never know. Like it's like, no, I know, like no shot. Like, there's your answer. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna kick it over to our interview of Nala's Kitchen Times the Ten Fifty Six podcast. We hope you guys are all well. You guys are all staying safe, and we will see you in the next episode. We're doing another brewery review, and then we got some. We got some good shit cooking, man. If you want to yeah, talk about stuff. food, we have some real stuff. I know we've been teasing it. I know it's annoying if you're like, what is it? Can't say much right now. Actually, can't say much. Like, I'm not like being like hyperbolic. Can't, I actually can't say much about what's going on. Um, there is some other stuff that I can say because it relates to Jeff and I, but we're not going to tell you right now. So nope. the, <laughs> the end of the summer is going to be legit and we're super excited if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram at 1056podcast and raise hail and praise Dale. See you in the next episode. Bye. And we're back. And we are joined by two great people, an awesome guest, plural. We're joined by Chef Becca and Vanessa. They own Nala's Kitchen in Wallingford. They specialize in gluten-free, grain-free, any specialty diet. They make food for you. They can even deliver it for you, Whole30, everything in between. Uh, This has been a big interview in the making that we've been hyping on our social media that we're really excited to try. A very different interview that we're going to be doing, and we're super excited. Chef Becca, Vanessa, 
welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? Everyone, everyone listening uh, who's going to be on our show, take notes. That's how you come on to our show. That's how you start. Yeah. That was the best response to an intro we've ever gotten on this podcast. We're doing the wave right now. Yeah. Yeah. Little, little take it off there. I feel like it. That's how you got, you got to just hit it with the ground running. I love that a lot. Don't get worked up. But no, in all seriousness, um, I think we, you guys, I think we initially reached out to you, vice versa, probably a month ago. So it's been a lot of kind of uh, time in the making and, and now it's finally here. We're, we're super excited um, for multiple reasons. It's not just a get to know you, what is your restaurant all about? How does it relate to beer? But you guys actually made us some meals that you guys have been showing on social media. Before we get too far into it, what is your Instagram? What is social media so people can find you guys? We'll start there. We are on Facebook and Instagram, Nala's Kitchen Weha, N-A-L-A-S-K-I-T-C-H-E-N-W-E-H-A. Uh, don't bother with our Twitter or, or actually TikTok. Chef Becca is working up another something, I think, for TikTok soon. So maybe look at, look for that. But yeah. for right now, just Instagram and just Facebook. You can see me doing the robot all day. I have to say, we're going to dance moves on TikTok? Or what? All day, er day. <laughs> yeah. TikTok's where it's at. I think we should just screw with the podcast and just do a 60-second podcast episodes uh, just dubbed over uh, popular songs. Yeah. Why, why don't we try that first? <laughs> what's a popular song? I'm too old. I'm 40. What's a popular song nowadays? Uh, I, don't know. Uh, I was just thinking of Lil John Shots. Shots, shots, shots. Yeah. I'm, I'm popular, that was popular 20 years ago. <laughs> Nothing made me feel old than just seeing Gen Zers on TikTok and just like dancing to songs. And I was like, now I don't know. And I'm pretty in on like pop culture. And yeah, if it's over so my head, I was like, listen, I'm 28, turning 52. Let's just sign up for AARP and just get this over with. Like, that's... Very own grave, put one foot in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. 100%. When I was old, I was at the grocery store, and I was like, they're playing the jams. They are totally playing the jams right now. <laughs> I love this. I love that Britney Spears song that came out in, what, 91? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Save Britney. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll say pretty. Oh, we can do a whole podcast episode on that. Uh, but anyway, so Instagram is like really like what was what was that? Fired beers. Like what made her go crazy? That that is something that we can do a whole deep dive in. Um, but so Instagram is. I know you guys are pretty active on Instagram. Uh, I know you guys are like always have your recipes up. Like any new meals that you're making, like that is like usually like where you go to, right? Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, yes and no. I think that's uh, half of uh, what we like. And then the other half is uh, showcasing the fun stuff, like working with you guys, maybe showing that, uh, who else we're working with, or kind of uh, showing embarrassing pictures of Chef Becca. Those are always good. Those are always good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, showing her baby pictures. Are that's like nonstop. I, I, I like doing the awkward faces. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You sound like you really, you sound like you really enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> There's no <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can tell when it's me, Vanessa posting, or when it's her, because mostly the pictures that are like embarrassing or 
make fun of her and those are usually mine yeah (laughs) i'm not even aware she's doing like recording any or taking a picture (laughs) Uh, so i guess so i guess rebecca we'll start with you so i know when we initially spoke um and correct me if i'm wrong did you start out or at one point in your culinary career were you working in vegas at the win were you at a resort I was. I actually started culinary school in California, and one of the chefs there said, you should move to Las Vegas because they're opening up a casino. So while going to Le Cordon Bleu, I transferred to the new campus in Las Vegas, opened up the Wind Casino, doing both simultaneously. So it was a lot of work. I worked my way up because I didn't have that much experience, but it was definitely a good grind, and I met a lot of really, really cool people. What's it like cooking in Vegas? Is it crazy? Is it wild? Yeah, everything's 24 hours. As I started moving up the ladder, I really started to hate the holidays. Like New Year's Eve, Christmas, I was just like, ah, I was such a Grinch. Like I hated it. We had to stay in the hotel New Year's Eve, like two days before preparing for people like you. (laughs) Yeah, people like you. Yeah, me getting ready for you know the ball's gonna drop at midnight let's get it all looking beautiful and you know make all this amazing food so do you so with like obviously the win is like a pretty big casino um like celebrities djs have sets there like there's a bunch of people like high profile people going in um did you ever get any like weird requests from like celebrities to make you something specific or was like anyone you knew was like, oh, this actor needed something like a pesca pescatarian. It was only fish that fish ate. Was there any like stories like that? Yeah, absolutely. There was one that I recall. We worked, I did a rustic Italian and this one person asked for like Chinese food, knowing that we're rustic Italian. So you were, they were like, we'll pay whatever, it doesn't matter. So we just went to like the like Chinese you know, takeout place, charging a thousand dollars just for like chop stew and chicken. <laughs> like, it was the most ridiculous meal I've ever seen. I was like, oh, you, this guy just dropped a grand on this. Like, come on. <laughs> was this a celebrity or just like a regular person? He was a high roller, like a poker player kind of deal. That's uh, who that is. <laughs> <laughs> just like obscure requests, would we would get all the time. We're just like, really? Like, come on. Who, who is the worst? That's like, you bring up a good point. So who are the worst kind of like people with the request? Is it the celebrities or those high rollers? I think it's more the high rollers. Like just cause they know they could get that cool. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. They're V, they're V, V, I, P. Very, yeah. very important. And they get that stigma. And, For sure. Like yeah. celebrities, it's going to come back to them. Like people are going to talk about them or, you know, yeah, we actually worked with tons of celebrities who were always better than their, uh, what they were made out to be or what, you know, like their, uh, what other people would say that they're, um, they, who, I, mean, I don't like know if I can actually name names, like, but we have assholes or they're divas. We and, did, we used to do music together back in the day before we took a career change. So here's, that's a little fun fact for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll say a good one. So Mariah Carey always thought of being a diva. Yeah. No, Mariah Carey called us in the studio and said, I'm at McDonald's. Do any of you guys want anything? 
She went through her McDonald's drive-through in a stretch limo and called us little, I mean, we're nobodies to ask <laughs> if we wanted anything to eat. Like, so we actually have really good experiences with celebrities. And in that case, we ordered a lot of chicken McNuggets. I mean, <laughs> tons of McNuggets. We have Cristal. <laughs> hundred piece. Yeah. hundred piece or nothing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That hundred piece or bust. Going through a McDonald's drive through in a stretch limo is, the, is a huge That's what I was wondering, too. I don't even know how you turn in that. Like. Yeah, but hey, listen, that's not for us to do. That's the for guy the driver. Made it happen. They probably build it so that celebrities can pull it off. They already know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the Vegas drive throughs are just like extra wide and it's like just the whole parking lot. They're like, well, why is it so long? It's for the stretch limos. It's for Mariah Carey. She you don't even know. Like, you don't even know. It's not in your, uh, in your realm. Right. Yeah. So you, don't how, even ask, you don't even, you'll never know. You'll never know why, <laughs> how or why. How about, so how about the inverse? Is there someone that like everyone loves, but like you've had an interaction with specifically within like being like chefs and at the wind that they were like kind of a dick. Maybe it was a one-time thing. Maybe you can say it. Maybe you can't. Maybe you can, and and that's okay because we'll protect you from it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we have um, celebrity now, so we can out. Yeah, we'll we'll cut. We'll cut this part. Telecone, buddy. Let's yeah. see. How. <laughs> we'll cut this part. <laughs> that you said was a dick, or was yeah. anyone? A dick? Yeah, just like anyone who was like, all right, this person's like an asshole. Like, I'm not gonna say names, but his name was Shmami Shmay. Shmami Shmay. <laughs> Bobby Flay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Say. Robbie Say, yeah. Uh, that, I'm actually not surprised. I've kind of heard that. I kind of heard that too. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. Like all the other chefs that, like I stodged there, just, that, that was the other thing that I used to do. On top of going to school and working full time, I would stodge at other restaurants just to get experience. Mm -hmm. So one of the places was Mesa Grill, and I really wanted to just kind of know, like, what the fuck is Tex-Mex? Because I really absolutely hate that name. Me too. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> like, what, why are you making Tex-Mex, and why is it fine dining? So I went there and met him, and I was just like, wow, he's an asshole. Like, wow. <laughs> cool Did he hit on you? I feel like he would hit on you. I think he hit on everybody. Yeah, yeah. he's like a zero. Yeah. I think he would hit on you too, Jeff. What? Yeah. <laughs> hey. He's like, how you doing? <laughs> did you, more, speaking of celebrity chefs, and then we'll take a quick break, um, did you guys ever run into Guy Fieri? Because I feel like he's the man. No, but his food is disgusting. Don't yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever eat at a Guy Fieri restaurant. You, you mean the donkey sauce is bad? <laughs> you know what the donkey sauce is made out of? No. Donkey <laughs> sauce. <laughs> He's like, wait a minute. Yeah, exactly. It, it'll click. You'll it, get it. <laughs> it's not Tyler, real. Think Tyler, think about this. Donkey sauce. Another word for that would be jackass juice, and you don't want. <laughs> oh. Is it made of real donkey? <laughs> I'm, speaking for, I'm speaking for the listener who might not. Ah, I know. See, I feel like he's a cool dude. All right, that you know what? Yeah, I'm not surprised about Bobby Flay. I mean, Robbie Smay. Yeah, <laughs> coming after me. Um, before we take a break, I do yes. have a, I wanted to know how you you said you guys did you were you, I don't know if you were serious. Were you guys were how'd you guys meet? How how'd this become a thing? Uh, we met on Craigslist. Yeah. No. Uh, we okay. <laughs> I was like, I'm ready to believe that. There was no reaction from that. We were like, okay. I was like, bad joke <laughs> in the face right now. No, I was, I was like, ready. I was ready to believe that. That's why I was just. So, right, sure. No, 
we <laughs> no, we met. Uh, we both worked at a recording studio in Los Angeles in Hollywood many a year ago, and uh, that's how we met. We were both young and dumb and fun. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Jeez, that's awesome. All right, so I want to go more into that recording studio because I'm big into music. Um, we are going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Um, so yeah, before break, that's right. Quick break, micro break. Um, you guys, so you guys met in the music industry in California. Now I'm going to ask the same question because I love pop culture and I read too much TMZ. Now, um, (laughs) now do you guys like, have you guys worked with any like prominent artists within the music industry? Like any, any stories from that? I'll kind of leave the floor. So who are the dicks in the music industry since we've covered the the culinary industry? And why is it Kanye West? Okay, I love him, but like, you know. Uh, Okay, so (laughs) this This is bringing back bad memories now. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, man. Sorry. Bad hosts. This is Vanessa. I got out of the music industry early on, and I started my own company, my own uh, entertainment company. Becca stayed in it and worked for some quite a few years ma- after that. Major <laughs> artists. Um, can I, I mean, how do you want Okay, wanna... y'all need to know she is a Grammy award winning uh, engineer. Woo woo. Uh, really? Uh, Wait, yeah. you won a Grammy? Well, the song won the Grammy. Yeah, so, so the, the, the song I get, I get royalties. Album of the year. No, anyone who works on yeah. the song gets the Grammy. Does, do you have the trophy? Have do you have the award? In, no, I have no, to ask. She, she needs to get it. Yeah. That's what she needs to, but she's, uh, she's all about food now. So I'm her hype man. I'm her flavor, flavor, flavor. What? So I'm always the one to talk about it, but. Nope. Uh, what was the song? Uh, <laughs> it's my two seconds of fame. I, I say, yeah, and hey, yeah, by Andre 3000. Hey, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's her yeah. song. That's no her way. Song. Hey, yeah. ladies. Yeah, that's me. Fun fact, but now she also helped uh, engineer and mix that song. And yeah. she... I worked on Kanye's first album, got very, I learned a lot about him, how he is now, totally makes sense. So I'm like, eh, yeah, that's yeah. Kanye, that's him. You yeah. saw it coming is what you're telling us? Yeah, he's the, he has the only child syndrome, so... Yeah. I'm a big Kanye fan. I'm not going to lie. I'm into hip hop and like rap and all that. So like, I love Andre 3000. Um, I love Kanye. I, you know, I love Kanye as like the musical artist. I think some of the things he says are very like, what are you doing? Um, but yeah, college dropout, right. Or late registration. Oh man, this is bad. College dropout. I remember it. Here's a little fun story. Um, when Kanye came into the studio, this was when his first, he wasn't sure he wanted to do like rapping or whatever. He was still producing for Jay-Z. So he comes in, he has his wires. This is through the wire. So he has his wires on. He's like, can you blend me up something? Cause I'm starving. And I was like, <laughs> and, and you know, he's muffling everything. I was like, what? I, I don't know what you're so saying. You blend me up something. So uh, <laughs> sure, that's not really my job, but I guess so. So I had to take a fucking cheeseburger, blend it oh, up for him. And like, oh, enough for him to eat it. And that so, was her culinary career. Yeah, that so was the start of her culinary career. I actually, I owed it all to I owed, 
I, yeah, I owe it all to Kanye. Thank you, Kanye. My cheeseburger Yeah. Like, we had, like, a whole week with him of pureeing shit, and I was like, oh, my God, this is disgusting. Uh, so who who would have thought if Through the Wire never came out, if Kanye never got in that car crash, boom, he Through the Wire window came out, Chef Becca wouldn't have been a chef. Look at that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that, that's absolutely nuts. Yeah, I know the music industry can chew you up and spit you out. It's, like, notorious for that. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm speculating. Um, yeah, we know all about that apparently now. Yeah. Well, we know someone who know who knew Kanye West, so it's like by proxy. I know the music industry, so I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, totally kidding. So, I guess in the, in a weird loose connection. So from all of that, obviously you fast forward, you know, a couple years, and now you're at Nala's Kitchen. Um, yeah. You know how did how did that whole idea come to be? Like, what what kind of created all this? Obviously, you guys came from like Vegas. You guys are West Coast. Moved to the East Coast. Like, obviously, it had to form, you know, out of something. So, tell us a little bit about like how Nala's got started from all of this. You know, your background. Uh, to be totally honest, I would I hated working for somebody else. Like, mm -hmm. I had millions of really cool ideas, and they're just like never being heard or somebody just taking the other credit and it, it kind of sucks being a female in the kitchen because like guys are totally gonna be like oh yeah yeah I gotcha and then they just steal your idea I'm like what the fuck man like yeah so you know but it is what it is because it's, it's I learned from it and um somebody started asking me if I could help them gain weight because they wanted to build muscle so I was like, sure. So I was working full time for a senior community and I learned all of those diets and it started cooking for him. He started taking those meals to work and it just kind of like spiraled from there and it, it, in a good way. Yeah, snowballed. Yeah. Yeah, not spirals. Yeah, snowballed. I tend to spiral all the time. And then I think congruently around the same time, well, I had... Like I said, I had started my company, I guess now it's like, what, 13 years ago, we're talking. And uh, I just, I had gone to culinary school as well, but for pastry. I, uh, oh. I dissolved, yeah, I dissolved the company and went back in the kitchen and kind of looked the same thing. I was hating working for other people that were like, you know, they sucked. And I, um, you know, the same thing I had, you know, I knew what it was like to run a business and to have a team and all this stuff. And, uh. Chef Becca just said, hey, listen, like I am doing so well, I'm growing, but I need someone to handle the business so I can focus on the kitchen. Um, she's like, I have all these great ideas that I, I, I know that you're the one that can like push it and elevate it and get it to the next level. Like both of us together, like we could do something big in the state or in the region, not just like, you know, we can make it big time. And uh, I jumped on board because it was either that or I would li literally not even have a job right now if I was still working in the kitchens in California. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we've made a run of it and we're, we're kicking ass. We're, we're loving it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And so how a lot of these stories kind of go too, is where you kind of have one person who's like, I need someone to handle the business aspect because I want to focus on this aspect, which for this case was focusing on the kitchen. Where yeah. does I, I don't know if I missed this or if it's somewhere obvious, so I apologize if it's not. Where does the name come from? 
no, it wasn't obvious. <laughs> it's, a, it's a combination of my daughter's names, Nina and Nola. So I wanted to fuse them together. I, I always kind of had that, like, even as I was working for other people that it, like, you know how they say like visualize it and it'll come like it totally did like i was always thinking of different names or whatever like i wanted to always incorporate them somehow but not make it too cheesy in a way you know no, so that was the way that, thank you and then i've learned later that nala is actually a indian god and it's about food as well no way yeah i didn't know that and oh, it's really? also female lion a lioness yeah <laughs> so I'm also a huge Lion King fan. I yeah. I try to like lift my daughters in many ways to like get them mm -hmm. like do that, but yeah. you know, it doesn't work out. Yeah, she's not lying. <laughs> she's not lying. She's telling the truth. Uh, that's, that's awesome. That's a lot of power coming out of those influences right there. I don't know. <laughs> the original connection. My core. <laughs> that's awesome. So uh when did you guys start Nala's Kitchen? As like a business, like what it is like now. a long time ago, 2018. 17. Yeah, Beth started a couple years, a few years ago. Yeah, okay. and then I jumped on board last year. Oh, awesome! Wow, this is yeah. this is this is brand new. We're... For me, for me, yeah. Vanessa, I'm brand new to Connecticut in general. I've been here since November. Yeah. Oh wow! Like we had no snow really or anything. Mm -hmm. so. Oh but yeah. You came in at like probably the most mild winter in like the past like decade. Um, yeah. And then COVID hit, and then yeah, there you go. So welcome to high taxes and low COVID rates. So Yay. in the hottest summer, I think. Like I've been yeah. here like eight years. It's never been this hot for this long. <laughs> Yay! What, what were you saying, Jeff? There, well, there was a point. I work at a public school, so there, I remember like this is a whack, it's crazy feeling that that I, I actually thought this that in February we're having such a mild winter. They were like, wow, we're actually going to get out of school on time this year with no snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly true. <laughs> you know what they say when you make plans. Yeah, right. So Yeah. It is. Yeah, that's. <laughs> but so I wanted to ask a question because as when we were talking, I, we obviously did our research. We wanted to go on your website and learn about what, what you guys do, what you guys are. You're the way that you prepare your food and not like how you cook it, but how you prepare your food and deliver your food is a little bit different than what, I mean, at least something I've experienced where you have this like cutoff time and cutoff date. Can you explain like that, how your, your business kind of operates in that way? Like what people can expect when they go on and want to order from you? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Becca wanted to create something like she wanted a revolving menu. Um, that was important to her when, uh, doing Nala's. Um, I think it, kind of stems from the fact that she is a chef first and foremost. So the, the whole like making the same thing day in and day out bores the hell out of her and me, quite frankly, oh, we're yeah. chefs and plus we're creators. She's a creator. So it um, was important for her to come up with revolving menus. But in order to do that, we have to, you know, you have an ordering system that people can pretty much get on one, two, or even three weeks in advance to see what we're going to be providing that week. They can order online and then we can go, we prepare the food and then we deliver them twice a week. So uh, you get meals on Mondays and Wednesdays, which keeps the food fresh, keeps people happy. Uh, we deliver no contact, makes everything super simple. And uh, yeah, that, that was pretty much her idea from the get-go. Yeah, I think one of my pet peeves, like uh, 
for myself is like having a salad and because we do salads in the fridge for like more than three days like yeah so I was always treating it as like what am I gonna get like rather you know just kind of being a little selfish like what would I expect what would I want and then you know it kind of translated to the customer's needs after that after I unselfish myself (laughs) (laughs) no absolutely and I I think Jeffy brought up a great point because it is very unique um I don't think there's a lot of places that do sort of a almost a subscription basis where you can get it a week or two in advance. I think it's a great idea. Um, especially cause I know you guys do specific diets like whole 30. Um, yeah. my girlfriend's amazing. And she like in January I did whole 30 and she was like, you know, I'll do the meals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Like very, very grateful. Um, whole 30 is the worst because yeah. <laughs> no fun. That's a whole nother thing. I'll get it. To that later. Don't, don't. I think that's what I'm trying to like, get across like whole 30 doesn't have to suck like it can taste good like like uh, most of the time it's a modification of like whatever our regular menu is okay so i want you guys to go onto my instagram it's uh sweet chef senna uh s-w-e-e-t-c-h-e-f-s-e-n-a and i'm starting i'm doing whole 30 right now and i have been toasting my meals and what i'm eating and they're from nala's obviously and they're delicious. Today I had an apple cider glazed pork chop, which you guys are going to act. No, you're not eating. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. App with roasted <laughs> apples and uh, sweet mashed potato, uh, mashed sweet potatoes and roasted asparagus. And it was so amazing. It's so good. And I am not feeling left out at all. I only feel left out because I can't like drink with you guys. Yeah, I know. Are you looking at it now, Jeff? Yeah, I'm looking at it right now on the Instagram. It, it looks delicious. it's not like i get with whole 30 and even like if you're doing um gluten-free or like keto overall you're really not like cutting out too many extremes like i know whole 30 it's no carbs besides potatoes or anything like that but i think what it comes down to is like a lot of it is like the prep work and i think with whole 30 what my girlfriend and i found was like ketchup is one of those things where Bottle ketchup you can't have because it has added sugar. So it's like, oh, shit, I have to, like, make my own ketchup. And that, like, when I think, like, oh, Whole30 sucks, like, not the end result, but during it, it's like, shit, now I have to, like, pure, like, get tomato puree and, like, apple cider vinegar and, like, do it myself. And it's, like, those (laughs) things. We take, like, all of that, all what you're feeling, that frustration, the thinking, like, we just – take that out of the, the equation, you know? So all you have to right. do is eat and like, you're like count down the 30 days if you want. But I know a lot of people are doing it as a lifestyle mm-hmm. more so than a reset button. Yeah, I'll, I'll personally say, I can't see myself doing this forever. I would, I'm gonna do it for 30 days and then go from there. I think anyone doing it all the time, I mean, God bless you, but no, that's Don't not trust those, those people are nuts, okay? I'll say it that much. Yeah. Yeah, those are the people that um, that uh, eat to live. I hate those people. <laughs> what, what were you gonna oh, say, Jeff? Yes, I hate those people. No, we we um, really accommodate to people who love to eat but are healthy. Like you can be both. Yeah, that's the that's the whole thing of it. Um, when it comes to the beer, Becca is a chef first and foremost. And when you guys kind of when we approached you and y'all were talking about you know collaborating on this menu. Becca also kept that in mind about how can we make this still healthy? Like, I don't want to make 
yeah. uh, you know, you know, gross, disgusting fried foods or anything like that. Yeah. You know, she still was very, um, you know, methodical in her thinking and what she wanted to create. I think mm-hmm. overall, though, like my whole motto, I totally speak it, like everything in moderation, like it's not about like, you know, eating, it's okay to have a slice of pizza, like, as long as you don't eat the whole thing, you know, like, now you tell me, yeah, <laughs> or, you know, it, it, it's, like, all, it's, it's just a good balance, like, it's yeah. okay to have beer, it's okay to have wine, whatever it is, but it's just a good balance, yeah, and that's why all of the meals are in, like, in that way as well, it's just, like, all right, you have the jalapeno beer cheddar mac and cheese, but, there's also some veggies in there and the proteins in there and it's not going to kill you in calories. Yeah. All the veg, I mean, uh, all the veggies are pretty much roasted unless it's like spinach that's sauteed. And then all the meat grilled, baked, poached, like she's not frying anything. So yeah. you're getting a good, you're getting a good meal and it's going to be healthy for you. But we want you guys to taste the food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. I was, I was going to say that Jeff, you go. What were you going to yeah. say? I was going to ask one more question and then we can jump into the food thing because you, you guys, you, we just talked about whole 30, but you guys do you cook for other dietary. I don't want to say restrictions, any other type diet type of diets. Like what are, what are the different ways that you guys incorporate healthy foods, but isn't just always whole 30. Yeah. Well, we want to make, every, we want to make sure everybody knows whole 30 would be the most restricted diet anyone could ever get on. Yeah. And we offer that. And then you yep. go up, you go leaner from there. So gluten-free, <laughs> low carb, dairy-free, vegetarian. Uh, what else am I, am I missing? I feel like I'm missing some other grain-free. grain-free. So uh, most, we don't do paleo. We don't do keto. Some of the meals we have to look at, they yeah. could be compliant with it, but we, it, yeah. especially for keto, you really have to know your numbers and yeah. But if you if you have an intolerance and you still want to have delicious, good, healthy food, go on our website. Yeah. You will find what you need on there. One of the things I'll be working on, and it's going to be upcoming, hopefully in September, is uh, FODMAP. FODMAP, and it's for people that have. IBS, Crohn's, low fiber. So I'm, my, I'm, in the beginning when I first started this, I just kind of wanted to help this one person. And then as I kept growing, I kept getting all these people like, oh my God, you're helping me with all these like ailments that I had. I don't have them anymore. And it's all because of food and how they changed their diet. So that's, if I could help in another way. And um, I spoke with another person saying that, which she, we're going to collaborate on and she's going to help kind of run it and, you know, kind of guide me in the way. So it's going to be like a, like a split between the whole 30 menu that we have and like the other clean and healthy menu. So it's going to be right in the middle and we're going to, it's going to be like an eight week program and we're going to collaborate with quote unquote, another celebrity local chef in the area. So that's in the working. Yeah. Very exciting. So Martha Stewart, she's local and she's a chef. I'm just not. Nah. <laughs> 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 You're talking about. I don't Wait, know. Martha Stewart, is she a dick? What? It, have you met Martha Stewart? Is she a dick? No. <laughs> I thought you asked if she had a dick, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Right, so follow up question. <laughs> so okay, so yeah, I'm getting hungry too. So. Um, in case people don't know, uh, if you haven't seen our social media, if you haven't seen Nala's Kitchen social media, um, 
the really the center of this episode was Chef Becca and Vanessa did a great job of creating a beer centric menu. So it was incorporating beer into the meals from like the salad dressing to your entrees and, and this and that. So um, what we're going to be doing to kind of break it down for everyone, uh, Chef Becca um, consulted with us on some Connecticut beers or as local as we can get uh, beers that we can use for some of the dishes that we can do. Um, and it's something that I know Chef Becca wanted to do to really kind of explore how to incorporate beer into her menu. Even if it's a one-off, I saw you just posted something about the mac and cheese and this and that. So we're really excited to try it. I think our girlfriends are excited to try it. I think us as Jeff and I are excited to try it. So we're going to, we're curious on how we should kind of introduce this. So the way that we're going to do it is we're going to try each entree a little bit at a time. You guys are going to tell us sort of what beer went into it what you guys sort of made with it and, and, and kind of go from there. So I know we got a few things of Tupperware, um, Chef Becca and Vanessa, where should we go first? And then we'll take a quick break and prepare everything and, uh, and, and do it for the people, if you will. So well, do it for the people. Do it for the people, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so what's, what is our like first, um, like I guess portion of this like beer dinner? Tell us a little bit about it. And then, like I said, we're going to take a break and prepare it on our end here. Um, all right. So we are going to start with the, the strawberry feta salad. It's the one with the beer dressing. Okay. So that one is actually, I'm actually really excited to see what your thoughts are on that. I'm not going to tell you anymore because I want to hear what your thoughts are. I don't want to persuade okay. you in any way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So that's the one with the chicken on top. We'll, we'll start with the salads first, start cold, and then we'll work our way up. Awesome. Okay. And then the way should we prepare, should we should keep everything cold and just eat it as a cold entree? Yeah. So for the salad. That's the salad. Yeah. yeah not right. the other. The other entrees you heat up. The True. salad, the, my trick with the salad is take the dressing, dump it in the container, put the top back on, and then shake it all up. Yeah. Okay. I like that. That was perfect. See, I, I, I played dumb a little bit there. Just for the listener, I knew that you shouldn't heat up a for salad. For the listener, yes. For the yes. listener, it's, that's my thing. I've been dumb for like 38 episodes. <laughs> no. Okay. He's not really like that. He just does it for every episode. I do it for the listener. <laughs> He's not like this in person, right? <laughs> no. It's, it's, it's all front. It's just for the listener. I do it for the people, you know? That's like, so that's perfect. People. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do, uh, Jeff and I are going to get our dish set up. We're going to bring it back here. We're going to take a little bit of a break and uh, we'll be right back. And we're here with our first uh, appetizer. I guess I was going to say first entree, but that's not right. It's our appetizer. It's a salad. salad. Yeah, it's a salad. Yeah. Um, so we're really excited to try it. Um, as you guys are kind of teased, it's a strawberry feta with chicken salad. There was a special dressing. So before we get into it, or while we're getting into it, Jeff, if you're hungry, eat. Um, I think the, the dressing had the beer component in it, correct? Correct. Yeah. So I worked with Free Thought Dry Hop Sour Ale. Um, it was so sour, like just trying it, but it, it might... I think I told you guys before, I'm not a sour beer kind of person. Shake the salad dressing too, always. 
Yeah. <laughs> so I did. Uh, I had okay. in mind when I was tasting the beer, I was like, all right, like I could see this with sweetness. Something sweet has to come out of it. So it just kind of counteracts the whole like tartness of it. Mm. So what is it? Do you remember what it's made with or what are the so essence the, of it? The chicken is marinated. It has its own cool marinade that is actually Whole30 compliant. It has like a bunch of herbs, no sugars, no nothing like that. Okay. Um, so in your salad, you have romaine, strawberries, sunflower seeds, feta cheese, cucumber, shallots, and then the dressing. So the dressing, I put a little bit of orange juice to kind of balance out the tartness of the sour because cool. that sour is fucking sour <laughs> <laughs> now do you um do you have to prepare the beer in any way like do you boil it down and then add it in or are you, are you just adding it straight in no i let it go flat for a long time it was warm and then i let it just kind of sit and come you know it was already room temperature so i just yeah that Take was my combination yeah yeah i added uh, Dijon mustard just to emulsify it and then emulsifying means yeah <laughs> combining and then olive oil and a little bit of salt but it was a it was mainly the orange juice and the the beer to kind of balance it out because as I was tasting it I was like it was so in your face yeah yeah yeah, yeah I should have tasted it but like it, it just kind of kept kind of toning down with the acid. And it, when we met, I, I said I, I used a lot of oranges throughout this whole process. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the best, I guess, two words to describe this would be light and bright. Like I know they're, they can kind of be one and the same. Um, but yeah, you definitely get like the like acidity of the like orange juice and all that without being too sweet because that's something that can kill – a salad dressing is if it's like way too sweet and it's like too sugary that also like is not healthy but also it can like take away from the salad itself but dressing is meant to like enhance not mask like what's in the salad so um i love this so far and i had like a little bit of the chicken too i feel like i'm on chopped i feel like i'm one of the judges on chopped <laughs> I just, i'm calling you chef becca i'm like talking about a dish we had 30 minutes I think you had 20 minutes to prep it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you used a rubber boot as part of this. I was in your basket. No, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what were you going to say? Go for it. This is phenomenal. I think it's incredibly well balanced in flavor. You, you said you had some obstacles there to balance this out. And I, I, I just, I, I don't think any particular flavor is overpowering at all. And I think that that's the best, especially when you're just having a salad. Yeah. The yeah. other thing that I add, the reason why I added two feta is because you have so many sweet components. Like you have the, the orange juice, you have the strawberries. And then for me personally, I, in my salads, I like a little crunchy and I, I always add some kind of seeds or crunchiness to it. So yeah. I think, seeds or nuts. yeah, so it, the seeds are more for texture. So you're not like, I'm just eating fucking rabbits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm not eating what the rabbit is gonna have as leftovers or so yeah. and i'm personally like i love cucumbers i know vanessa's not a cucumber person but i i add cucumbers to like literally everything <laughs> yeah she adds it to her cereal in the morning yeah. it's pretty disgusting okay weird move all right you're a chef <laughs> you're a chef so you know something that we don't know about food so i'll take your word for it it's my, it's my uh, 
It's a fountain of youth. I'm actually 100 years old. So. Ah, okay. In that case, I'm going to just be eating cucumbers like it's nothing. Um, it's, what's interesting about the dressing, too, <clears throat> is like the backbone of it, like the aftertaste. Um, you kind of, it's, I would say, like, I don't want to sound like, like snobby. I don't know. It's like multidimensional. Snobby. Snobby. Yeah. It's called depth of flavor. Thank Whoa. you. Yeah. I don't want to sound that snobby. So I, no. Oh. <laughs> so oh, jokes. I'm kidding. Um, yeah, no, the, like the backbone of it, like you get the, like the beer component where it's like, it's not just this like light texture that just kind of fades. There is like a fuller, almost like a wheat of like the beer aspect. Not that it's like in your face, but you, you can tell that, it's, that there's something else incorporated in it other than just like a vinegar base and citrus and this and yeah. that. Which is yeah, awesome. Um, yeah, that's always been my pet peeve when you ask. I'm like, oh, I want some whiskey ribs. And you're like, where's the whiskey? Like, yeah, I right. don't yeah. eat it at all. <laughs> like yeah. my thing is like, obviously, and we always talk about this when we review a beer. Um, like we're hyper analyzing like eight ounces of one beer that we're drinking and smelling it and like taking a break and smelling it. Like we're doing all that. So you really try to search for it And this, like we're doing the exact same thing. Um, so I really enjoy the fact that it's not just like citrusy and light, but it also has like a smoother backbone and it's, uh, what do you say? More, uh, depth, I've, uh, That's a flavor. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Couldn't think of the term. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> right. It's all grown up. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go to his next, like, his parents' house. Mom, this turkey has a depth of flavor. <laughs> it's like ramen. <laughs> yeah. It's just my well, farm, son. <laughs> you never know. Um, I love the addition of strawberries in this, by the way. Yep. Oh, yay. Yeah, I, I think that's maybe like everything here is delicious, but the addition of strawberries is just like a highlight, like a flavor highlight for me. Totally. Yeah, yeah. it brings a new element. And yeah. then also keep in mind, this is most people's lunches. So that's a pretty hearty salad, right? It's mm -hmm. got all those components. You have an actual composed dressing. The chef Becca is making dressing. She's not taking it out of a bottle. Like you're getting some good high quality stuff there, boys. Yeah, no, it's it it is i'm impressed i'm very impressed like i i know i think when we first talked the i guess the area that you were most not necessarily concerned but just interesting how it came out was in this dressing um yeah. right because you really hadn't dealt with beer and dressing before not that it's like a popular thing anyway correct yeah i've cooked with beer but not i wanted to not cook it out. I didn't want to burn out the alcohol as a lot of people do. Um, I wanted to really showcase like what the actual beer tastes like because it's it's really not bad. Mm -hmm. Like as much as I say I don't like sour beers, like it's really not bad because I was able to kind of push through yeah. <laughs> and kind of see like the greatness in it. Like there's a lot of really cool like tones to that beer and I think that's what a lot of people don't really realize like oh uh, yeah this beer sucks it just tastes like like ass but I'm like come on like there, there's more to us <laughs> what kind um, of this was not a ass tasting this beer. was yeah. a good beer and she made it better yeah no I, absolutely and that it's I'm I'm speechless I don't know Jeff were you gonna say something no I'm just shoving my face Yay! <laughs> yeah. You have more food coming. I know. Yeah. You have like 
three more things. El Capitan. I'm trying to stuff my face, and I'm usually like, Jeff, do you have something to say? And then I go stuff my face. So what? <laughs> They're like, let's take oh. turns, man. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's very interesting. You brought up a good point there um, because we we've like you know heard of some breweries that do beer dinners. We I mean, we haven't been to them, and we haven't really cooked with beer before. Other like we've done like white wine. I guess the only like alcoholic drink um, my girlfriend and I have done like white wine with like spaghetti. Yeah. I know Jeff and his girlfriend have done the same thing too. Spaghetti and hot dogs. Um, beer beer batter hot dog that sounds dope but it's with beer it's interesting because you're absolutely right you don't want i guess with these kind of entrees you don't necessarily want to burn all of it off um you can you know marinate ribs in beer and you can do like a chicken with like a lighter beer like that and in this case like a, a salad dressing so I'm, I was very curious to see how it came out, and I'm very impressed um, in this whole presentation. Go for it, Jeff. Please, let me eat. Okay, thank you. <laughs> we have a call-in question from over on the other side of my couch. <laughs> and that question was, for the chicken, what was the marinade that you used? It's a mix of, uh, it's like KFC, but not no. KFC. It's, uh, we use Grandpa's Best. Um, they do all their own spices and rubs. I totally love them because that rub has no sugars, no additives, no preservatives. Like it's literally just the herbs. And I fell in love with the taste of that because it is that, that rub is a whole 30 compliant. Yeah. Plus uh, it's versatile. So we can, we can use that as a base and then add on from there. It's called my big fat Greek seasoning. Yeah. And it's got like oregano, parsley, fenugreek, um, what am I missing here? Salt, there, uh, there's garlic powder, stuff, yeah. granulated powder, granulated onion. I mean, it's kind of, uh, it's all uh, Mediterranean essence, my big fat Greek seasoning. Did, that's the other cool thing about them as well. They, they name all their stuff in a little funny way. Like they yeah. have. They also created a whole 30 barbecue sauce for us that yeah. we have really? incorporated into our menu. No added sugars or preservatives there either. They're using they sweeten it with dates. Yeah, they're as a sweetener and as a thickener because you know how there's a certain consistency to barbecue sauce that you can't get with like without doing all the extra stuff. So I that's the other reason. Like I can't talk highly, yeah, highly enough about them. I love how wholesome they are. Like it's really really hard to find a, a. a place that's going to be that wholesome and really yeah. care about what they like they're asking me like what do you think and i'm like oh shit like mm-hmm. i'm on the spot now <laughs> yeah. yeah here's something that i think would probably your listeners would probably like that they can get from chef becca chef becca when composing and i'm sorry that i'm taking the host spot but the, i'm actually interested in this too when composing the salad dressing like you did this time what are the elements that you'd like to put in a dressing that would counterbalance that beer flavor, that hoppiness, that sourness? Like, what did you, what was going on in your mind? Because I didn't see you create it. I only am looking at them eat it. And I'm wondering now, what did you add in that salad dressing? I, for me, it's all about simplicity. It's not about layers and layers and layers on top of layers. Like right. it's just about, it was about the beer. I wanted to showcase the beer, how awesome the beer is, how great it is. What were the elements that really peaked to me? And it was the acidity. So, and the, the, the brightness of that, like, so what was something that I had? Like I couldn't add vinegar cause it already had enough acid to it that in that element. So I had to, think backwards of just like what's a good base 
and I had orange juice. I'm like, all right, like orange juice is going to tone it down, give it a little bit of the sweetness, kind of react. Mm-hmm. Ah, I'm totally nerding out right now. Kind of react. Phenomenal. Keep going. <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking. If your listeners want to create the same kind of thing, what are they, what are they looking for? That's what I'm asking. So orange juice is always my go-to thing for some reason. Like it always tones down a lot of like high acidic things, even though it is acid, like it's, it's mm-hmm. gonna counterbalance and still give a little bit of the sweetness. And then you add, I added a little bit of Dijon and the Dijon really toned it down a lot. The sourness and like the, the parts that quote unquote were enjoyable for me and the sour element, but it just, it really toned it down. And then the olive oil, I didn't add that much olive oil. I'm not a big I made that mistake a couple weeks ago. I added too much olive oil in a dressing and she, she backhanded me. <laughs> so no, that's not some, that's actually what I thought would be like, like the biggest component of a salad dressing. She kind of taught me like, no, that's not the case all the time. So you need a good balance. Yeah. So that you're, was a good lesson for me. Right. You're all you're going to taste is olive oil or olives. Like that's going to be on the back of your palate as you're tasting it. So it's just like, we want the forefront to be that, beer taste and the the sourness and the like you said the brightness and that's what i tried to peak and i think i added a little bit of granulated garlic to that because i'm a huge brain <laughs> i think i add that to everything yeah i'm a big <laughs> powder guy yeah Same <laughs> over this is a phenomenal salad like you're right this could be a meal in itself this is a lunch something you pack uh, in the in the in the container, put in your lunch bag, go to work, shake it up. I wanted to get already. We have someone saying we have a call in again from the other side of the couch saying he wants. Love it, I love it. More, but Tyler, Vanessa, Chef Becca, we have more, and I oh, think I- go to the next one. Am I right? Am I? Yes. Okay. This, this was this was overall like I just finished it. Um, I loved the the dressing. I think the fruit. The strawberries are a great idea, plus the feta. Um, seems like you know what you're doing. You should probably continue to be a chef. That's just my opinion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Until I get it. I could continue on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like so far, so good. You've passed the chef test. Um, Round one. <laughs> go, Troy, Jeff. What, what are we going for next? What's the next meal that we'll be trying today? We're going to do the other salad. I called it the drunken salmon. So this one I poached in beer and I added, uh, well, let's see how great you are in your flavor profile. Oh, <laughs> God. You can guess what she, what's in this salad. Run. So now is this something that you also enjoy? Um, like, do we heave the fish? Do you just serve it cold? Like... Just serve it, all the salads, we keep them cold. You just like shake up the dressing. The dressing is a balsamic vinaigrette. It was more so about the salmon that I wanted to incorporate the, the oh, beer in. Should they taste the salmon before? Yeah, taste yeah. the salmon first, because that's the po- that was poached in the beer, and then see what you think. I eat, like that. Eat a strawberry to uh, what is it, to cleanse your palate. Yeah, I, this is all. I'm just doing a lot of like water here. Like I was drinking a lot of beer like beforehand, but like while we're eating, like I don't want to like have a beer that. You're I'm, such a professional. Yeah, you know, like I come in. Oh, I'm drinking Miller Lite. Just kidding. Water while we're eating. You know, it's just <laughs> that's just how I work. Um, 
what was that? She's calling you out on your system. That's all right. You know what? Weakest to strongest. Bud Light, Miller Light, water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. All right, so we're going to take a micro break. We're going to prepare our next dish for the listeners to get into it. It's a uh, white, white fish poached with beer. Hadn't told us what's in it. I'm excited for this. We'll be right back. Yeah. back sorry didn't mean to clap that loud how but- dare you start eating i just wanted to rip you a new one on the air how dare you guess what i'm hungry back. it was good i'm sorry i'm not sorry okay if the, if eating if eating too soon is a crime lock me up gladly let's go Where the hand i'm gonna try this this, this is a, this chef becca would you like to describe like again the dish in depth of what we're about to eat because i'm gonna try this salmon right now so. oh, yeah. uh, all right so we have the drunken salmon is i'm not gonna i'm gonna leave out the beer for now so it's orange cinnamon poached salmon on romaine with cranberries apples cucumbers pecans with balsamic vinaigrette that, without the salmon that salad alone is like my favorite salad by oh. really cranberry apple walnut the best salmon's uh, amazing yeah did you taste everything all together now? No, not yet. I, I, oh, okay. I just, well, you said to try the salmon first, so I was just kind of yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> See, I don't know if it's like recency bias, but like I, I get the like the orange and all of that. Like I, I kind of see where it is now. It's just trying to search for the beer. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's, I, like I said, even before we went on, I said like I can tell that there's like something, there's something else there. Like the beer is like there. And now it's just like, okay, like what, what exactly is it? So, so are you trying to guess the type of beer? Yes, because I feel okay. like the style is, it's like near impossible. But for those who don't know, maybe those who are not as culinary inclined, Chef Becca, <laughs> what, what exactly is like when you poach something like salmon, like what, what does that actually entail? So poaching is a cool method. I, I like to use, I don't use it enough, uh, so it's boiling liquid, and then you just kind of drop in uh, whatever protein you want to do. So in this case, I boiled, or I brought up to a simmer, not necessarily a boil, because I think a boil would kill all the alcohol, and I wanted to still keep it in there. So it was flour power, uh, and then I did cinnamon sticks and orange juice, or not orange juice, sorry, oranges, whole oranges. I kept the rind on and just kind of cut them in and squeezed them a little. So that, I poached it in there, keeping it to like, you know, fully cooking it in there to absorb all the flavors. And then I let it cool and then totally putting more of the poaching liquid on top. So it, poaching liquid, you can actually keep reusing because it's, already cooked yeah the 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 meat and protein that you're putting in there is already cooked so it's not something that you should throw away because you you're putting a lot all your ingredients into that liquid so it's not something that you need to it's probably like a 10 12 dollar pot and you're throwing in liquid your your salmon your shrimp anything in there so you could constantly reuse it and it's just going to continuously gain more flavors in there So what I was going to guess, I was going to guess that it was like an IPA. The only reason why, so in the like limited times I've had things that are either like, you know, beer 
like bratwurst or things like that, you never get like the hop bitterness of like beer. Obviously, when you're boiling it, boiling it, there you go. After it's already been like made in the can and whatnot, you are gonna lose some of that. But like what the beer does, and especially something that's not like a fruity sour or anything, is add that like like we said with this, like I said with the salad initially, that like extra dimension, that like kind of like malty, that like sort of like backbone that's like, okay, this isn't just a like bright citrusy thing. There's something else there. And that's exactly what I saw. I just had the salmon on its own without the dressing. And I like saw that just as I was like having it more and more. Jeff, did you see the same thing? Or he's going to say yes and piggyback off of what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, Jeff. <laughs> Bad thing. That's what uh, we want to know. Yeah, I'll, I'll make it different. I'll ask it. I'll just ask a question and totally avoid the situation. Uh, about that. Boom. Got him. See, he's uh, over there. Face like a pig. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you choose the apple uh, wa- cranberry walnut salad as as your salad of choice with all the, with those ingredients specifically? So. Even with the the flower power is IPA and there are notes in there. Like I like to taste beer in different ways, especially when I'm cooking with it. Uh, like warm, cold, like extremely cold. So those are kind of like the three temperatures that I go for to see the different notes that are in each one. And each time I tasted it, those were the components I kept coming up with. I'm like, all right, like there's sweetness to it, even though, IPAs don't necessarily have that sweetness to it. Like it's super, it was super floral and fragrant and like on the lighter side. And I felt like the salmon, like being so like fatty and rich, like it was able to keep up with the the balance of the, the beer. Right. How, how do you... How, how many times did you have to try this before you feel like you nailed, like you nailed the flavors that you wanted? It, it's all in my head, and then I just do it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was you guys are the uh, trial. <laughs> well, you're crushing it. I don't know what to tell yeah. you. I mean, oh yeah. She's been yep. doing this for 45 years, guys. Come on. <laughs> years? Oh, my goodness. For 45 years. By yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah, Come on. Um, yeah no, I, I think the salmon, it's also, I think you did it, like, perfectly, too. Because it's not, like, overpowering. Sometimes if you have, like, salmon, whether it's cheaper salmon or it's not done as well, where even if it's served cold, like, the fishiness of the salmon just overpowers everything and it just like ruins it all. Um, and that was something like I did not get like at all. I think the fish itself complemented everything very well, whether that was the beer, whether it's prepared, whether it just stayed cold, whatever combination it was. Um, I was like very impressed because obviously salmon can, you know, that it's, it could be very pungent and this wasn't and it complemented everything very, very well. So I was super happy with that it's good to note that chef becca gets fresh seafood all the time so anytime any of our customers all of the seafoods actually all of our proteins none of it's frozen yeah we don't freeze any of our food we're buying stuff we're getting things in the day we cook 
So everything comes in fresh and no, you're not going to get the fishy taste or the pungent taste and smells or anything like that. It's all going to be fresh. I know what you're talking about. Cause I'm not necessarily a salmon kind of person, but like <laughs> as weird as it is, like, I'm like, all right, I could eat my salmon. Cause I know I'm not going to get that aftertaste. Yeah, 100%, or, me too. Like yeah. I know I'm not going to like be like, ah, there's not a balance. There's not something else like, or just, mm-hmm. Just that fishy flavor at the end of finishing your meal, like you're not gonna. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and that's something that's like a huge turnoff, or like the salmon's not prepared well and it's like shredded as you're trying to cut uh, it. It's like this oh, yeah. sucks. So I've had yeah, that I'm before. A, I'm the big fan of the variety of textures here. Yeah. The, and the cranberries and the salmon just kind of coming together, a variety of textures in, in your mouth. Yeah, that, that's how all our salads are. Like when I'm creating all the salads or any kind of menu, I'm always thinking about the different, I call them textures or, yeah, yeah totally. but it's really the components that are going into it. I'm like, all right, like I have to add at least four different components to make something. So yeah. how can I make it all come together? How can I like make it all balanced? So it's not all sweetness. It's a little mm-hmm. bit of everything. So, and then to add a beer into it, like I have to showcase, like, what are the points that I want to get across from that beer? Like, what are the cool, what's the cool, what makes it cool for me? Right. Like, why am I, what am I tasting? And then like, I think that's the whole reason why I started all is, is like, really, it's just, I'm cooking for myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same thing with anything. Like, especially if you're creating a product for someone, like you need to like it first. And if that passion, that passion can come through in like what you're creating, it's as cliche as that sounds. But um, you can, you can taste that passion, taste the care. Right. And that's, that's, you can, you can definitely tell. Like, I think the salmon, especially cold salmon, I knew with the like chicken, um, you know, I kind of took that. I've never had it with like a sour beer before. And I've never had like, you know, beer poached salmon, but I've had probably more, like I've had more bad, like salmon. Um, <laughs> You're like, oh no, I don't really want to taste this. <laughs> no, like, you know, I, I was ready for it. Cause I know like if it's coming from someone who has a background like that, it's like, okay, they're, they're probably not going to mess this up. Like I just went in with that idea. Um, so to have it like nice, also skin was on, which I gave you props for um like all that is it, like i was like okay and it ended up being like really really well speaking of like the skin of the salmon being on um so jeff and i quick little side note <laughs> no i'm going a little so, oh tmi tyler no 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 it's 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 hysterical and i try to bring this up as many times as i can he's like congrats on the skin being on the salmon like here it comes here it comes and boom you saw from my life so so Jeff and I actually lived together for like two and a half years um, with like my girlfriend. So three of us lived together. Uh, my girlfriend made salmon um, and it came with the skin on. She made with the skin on. So it was like one of the first times like we were having like salmon just as the three of us. And like I'm eating mine, like I'm scraping the skin off, like my girlfriend's doing the same thing. And like Jeff's plate's like empty. And we're just like, did you, <laughs> did you already throw the skin out? He's like, what are you talking about? We're like, did you eat the skin? He's like, yeah, I, I ate the whole thing. It's like, I was like, what the hell? Yeah, so yeah, so I eat skin too. Don't. No, no, no. I eat chicken skin. I eat fish skin. What's wrong with skin? No. Yeah, skin. Do you eat chicken skin? 
Do you eat pork skin? Yeah, that's different though. That's so very different. different. <laughs> so embarrassing. Thank you for helping me here. And no. So like as a whole, I could eat it, but like I, I personally would in the salad, I would like eat it like that. But I would probably toast it up and eat it as a chip. No, that's I okay. No, that's that sounds good. So this was like prepared in the oven, like already marinated, really good, and it was just funny because like we had like scraped it off. Just like, what do you mean the skin? And it's like, what do you mean the skin? <laughs> Tyler, we're all adults, and we can all admit we've had worse things in our mouths. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's fair. About salmon skin, get over it. Come Don't on. pander to Jeff. No, this is shame, <laughs> Jeff. Time, okay. Don't twist this like Jeff's the normal person. He's crazy. <laughs> you, you son of a bitch. No. no, no. This was not how it was supposed to end. It's Jeff weird. It's Jeff weird, Tyler smart. That's what the moral of the story was. Uh, yeah, your whole lobbying fell apart. Yeah. Yeah, and it did. I, yeah, that one. Neil, I need it. All right, so yeah, the both salads were amazing. Are these, so before we go on, are these things that people can order right now? Are there variations of it? Um, I guess for the people who are interested and who also want to enjoy this, like how can you make it for them? Well, you can go online at www.nalas-kitchen.com and you can look at the dates for, what are the dates that we're, uh, we have this menu up? I think it's August 10th. So that was August 3rd, August 3rd and August 5th, you will find all of these recipes with their moderate moderation or uh, modified, excuse me, modified versions for uh, the healthy, quote unquote, healthy people like me. And then, uh, yeah, order online. Uh, you, you can create an account, put in your shipping address, your billing address, your credit card information. We will deliver to you on that day. So if it's August 3rd, we'll deliver to you on August 3rd. August 5th, we'll deliver to you then. Just keep in mind that we do have different meals on different days. So you might find the drunken salmon on Wednesday and the strawberry feta salad on Monday. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. we split yeah. up the meals. Yeah, so I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think when this episode is going to come out. Maybe sometime between the 3rd and the 5th, obviously. Um, so whenever this comes out, it's definitely going to be in between one of those days. So um, their menu is, do you update it every day? Our menu's up already, so. Yeah, the menu's up already. They yeah. can order now. Boom, there you go. So now it's in the future. Yep. Yeah, you can follow along and eat with us. So we're at, we finished the salad parts, two great salads. Um, yeah, what is next? Let's do the pulled pork. Woo! The mac cheese is in that one. Yeah. So, yeah. Tell, so tell us about the dish, kind of prep it for us. So we have a barbecue braised pulled pork with, <laughs> duh, I need like a drop. Oh, sorry. On it. <laughs> <laughs> we have beer, oh, jalapeno roasted beer cheddar mac and cheese. And then the healthy part is the green beans. <laughs> yeah, green beans. Yeah. Those are <laughs> what she made those green beans with beer. No, I was kidding. <laughs> so it's beer when you brew them. There you go. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So it's uh, so it's a pulled pork, mac and cheese, and green beans. That's the next one. Yeah. So the beer is in the mac and cheese. So it's awesome. Beer cheese. Yeah. Beer cheese is uh, the best. 
It yeah. is the best. And then you add a little bit of a kick with the jalapeno, boom. Yeah, it's delicious. We're eating some on our end over here too. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Perfect time. So we are going to take another micro break. I'm going to get that dish together. Uh, I'm hyped for this probably more than any other dish. I think Jeff is too. His ears perked up. Big mac and cheese guy. Guys, plural, me too. Uh, we'll be right back with that. Yes, this is Yay. one of the entrees I've been really looking forward to. Like we said before the break, it's pulled pork, it's green beans, and it's beer, jalapeno mac and cheese. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's right. That's awesome. So, and you said, you said the beer is specifically in the mac and cheese only, correct? Yeah, like I am a big cheddar beer and like that is like one of my favorite things to have usually with a pretzel but i was just like how about we just do it with mac and cheese and what goes good with mac it's like i started working in reverse i'm like what goes with mac and cheese pull pork you can't go wrong with the two because you have the right. sweetness of the pork right there's a whole like way of thinking like i sometimes i think backwards when i want to showcase something Mm. Right, that makes sense. I love the spice that, of the jalapenos in the mac cheese. It's not overpowering. When I eat mac cheese, sometimes I add spice, like just because I like the kick. So I'll even just put some sriracha in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like Frank's Oh, so yeah. So I like mac cheese with that kick. And I'm, I'm, I, 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 I've only touched the mac cheese so far, but so far I'm, I'm enjoying the kick of oh, the mac man. cheese. That beer, wow. that cheese is so good. It's so good. All right, I'm going to jump <laughs> When I tasted the, I had, I've actually never had beer cheese. Is it beer cheese or yeah. beer cheddar? I've never had oh. beer cheddar before. And I tasted yeah. it. I was like, oh my God. Like, this is, yeah. I can get down with this for sure. I love it. The thing that, that I like about. So tender. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. The thing I like about the mac and cheese, too, is that, like, the, you're not, like, fighting. Sometimes, like, if you use, like, different cheeses, obviously, like, mozzarella like things that can like stretch like that you sometimes fight with the mac and cheese i don't know if it's just you maybe it's just me i'm a crazy person but like i, know, I fight with mac and cheese yeah I don't know. <laughs> there's a lot of battles going on there right? listen, listen i'm mac and cheese, just eat it i'm trying to pretend like i'm a chop judge okay i'm trying to use these right. abstract terms get people thinking if you're like scratching your head, I never had a battle of mac and cheese. Yeah. Um, my whole point is that like the like the cheese like breaks apart perfectly when you eat it, and that's like that's the whole point. You're not fighting the cheese; it's it's your friend. Not the stringy. Oh, I get it. It's rocking you to sleep as you're eating it. My, that's what I'm talking about. Like that, and that's why I love beer cheese so much because like obviously when you're incorporating cheddar and like you have the like malt and like the weediness of the beer that can maybe like break down the cheese i don't know if it's a if it's a chemical reaction that happens but it's way smoother um throw, i've never had it in mac and cheese before love it and yeah the spice is, is great too what the beer did we mention what the beer is in the mac cheese i forget if I, oh I don't know. no so i use the green state lager green state lager yeah mm -hmm. i wanted to kind of keep that. it a little bit lighter because but i didn't cook it out i I don't know for whatever reason I was just like I made the, the the cheese sauce and I was like all right like I roasted the jalapeno separately like took the skins off took the skin the the seeds out 
and they were like a after part that's why it's not like in your face spice mm -hmm. like i just wanted it to be super subtle like just like a balance to the lager um and to also have you taste it yeah yeah it would have definitely been overpowering if, if you did so that was the, the subtlety is, is so important and nailed it so beck i actually have a question for you did you it, it doesn't sound like you really cooked out any of the, the alcohol in the beer. I mean, it's alcohol in any of the, these ingredients, right? No, because the other part that I have to think about is you're reheating it. So you're cooking mm -hmm. out more of the alcohol uh -huh. as well. So, so okay, if I cook sense. it out completely, you're not going to taste the beer. You're going to be like, what the fuck? What are you doing? So <laughs> Smart. Yeah, so I have to kind of think backwards of just like, all right, you're going to reheat it to, for two to three minutes. If I cook it all the way out, you're not going to get yeah, the magic. Yeah, so okay, that makes sense. I have to kind of, there, there's a whole like method. Like there's a reason why I don't always cook the vegetables a hundred percent. Like, so, cause I want you to taste a little bit of the crunch. Like I want you to have texture in what you're eating. Yeah. Yeah. And, and <clears throat> I was going to note that too, the green beans are still crunchy. So like, even like you made it, it's been in the fridge. I reheated it and it still like holds everything together. Um, which is something that like, I, I feel like you kind of look over like, Oh yeah, it's green beans. But the fact that it's all these extra steps, that's, it's, it's still like, it's fresh. It's, it's insane. What I was just thinking with the, um, beer mac and cheese going back to that. And the thing with beer cheese too, is that I think typically you might use like a lager, something that's not like a hoppy beer to begin with. So yeah lagers are on the like quote unquote sweeter like side of beers where you don't have like the hot burn or bitterness so in theory if you were to serve it just like hot and boil the beer down like what you're pulling out of it is like that sweet maltiness from the beer like that's what makes beer cheese so great um and i'm still able to get that from the mac and cheese i think you made a great point it's because you don't boil it down initially and then when i'm heating it up it gets evaporated even more and it's not as present. Whereas now it's very present and it's a great addition. Yeah. Well, just... Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and for that reason, you've been shocked. <laughs> uh, yeah, you've been shocked. Phenomenal. This is, I can be on chop. This is e This is the best. This is like great. Oh man. <laughs> you can be on chop as a judge. You're like, there's so much. Oh yeah. No, as a judge, not a chef. I, like, yeah, that was very Bobby Flay of you. I mean, Robbie Slay of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't, we can't say his name more than like three times. I feel like otherwise he's going to like pick up on it. Um, uh, yeah, it's like Beetlejuice. Don't say yeah. the, What were you saying, Jeff? You say his name five times in a row, he shows up in your bathroom. Ah, uh, great. Yeah. Oh, that, I've had dreams about that. Oh, no, that was Guy Fieri. <laughs> With, <laughs> the <donkey sauce. laughs> With the donkey sauce. With the donkey sauce. I've had many dreams like that. Woke up sweating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what that donkey sauce does to you, man. Ow, um, you went <laughs> like, chopped, I don't get how they do it because they're like, you have to use zucchini flowers and oat milk and pork shoulder. And here's your dessert. You know what? You know what actually gets me the most is when they put in the basket a pre-made or already made dish. 
So like, oh, yeah. like gummy worms or something. Yeah, like a tiramisu. I've seen that one recently. Yeah, like, but it's all in like candy. I don't know what to do. I don't know. I, I don't. Know. It's like a fruit cake. Yeah. And yes. Pretzel and uh, a dong. Blue oyster. What are those called? Oysters. <laughs> she said. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I don't know what episode um, you're watching, but I'm, I'm going to go tape it. That's all. <laughs> the one thing that I, I feel like in newer episodes, like the chefs have learned is like, you should never make ice cream because you always get it too soon and it just comes out like a fire hose because it's not frozen all the way. <laughs> Elastic chopped episodes from like three to four years ago. These people are like, listen, I'm going to make this ice cream, this sherbet. I'm going to put it in with five minutes left. It's going to come out great. <laughs> Cut after that testimonial. Boom. They go to open it. Fire hose. It gets sprayed with like milk. <laughs> that is what keeps me coming back to Chopped every time I watch it. It's for <laughs> shit like that to, to hit the fan. I agree. Oh, my, <laughs> my girlfriend freaks out every single time. They're going to be like, they have 10 minutes left. And they're like, I'm going to start making a risotto. And she goes, you can't do it. You shouldn't do it. <laughs> uh, it, yeah that's true i um i don't know i watch them and sometimes and i trip out on what they i actually trip out on what they can make in a limited time yeah and I, i'm pretty impressed with most of them but some of it is just for shit like it's <laughs> I feel bad oh, absolutely 100 yeah. and you know the judges like feel really bad so they're like oh like this fish is raw in the middle but it's good sushi. Like, <laughs> yeah. They try to look for something positive. Yeah. Okay, so here's the real question. Um, should Chef Becca really go on top? I was about to ask that. Should yes. you? I think so. I mean, best case scenario, we win $10,000. Worst case scenario, we get a great laugh out of it. It's a win-win situation in my book, right? We, you come back on the podcast. We get an interview with Chopped. Uh, contestant, Champion. Chef Becca. Yeah. And we'll be making a whole thing. It will be live at a brewery. We'll have yeah. Now you're talking. I like it. Oh, shit. You like mm -hmm. to put the pressure on, huh? Yeah. I'm telling you, <laughs> you can only... Everything live. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do chop, and you have to... Your dessert has to use the ice cream machine. Oh, <laughs> You just said it was an epic fail. <laughs> only no. Only people that do it in like the last minute, like five minutes left. They're like, let me just start making my ice cream. No shot. Uh, so you're setting me up for success. Got yeah. You, you Here's a little. First. As a chop viewer, if you, you want to do an ice cream, you start that at, at right when Ted Allen says go, boom, your milk's already in, in the ice cream. Ted Allen says go. Like you're basically cheating. Ted Allen's like, get back here. You can't use the ice cream machine. You can be like, fuck you, Ted Allen. This shit's going to come out like water if I don't do this right now. That's, that's Just what you got to Just push them out of the way, right? Just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard, heard if you say to Ted Allen to, to tell him to fuck off, you actually automatically win, but nobody actually knows that, so no one does. Oh, yeah. I could totally stiff arm them and say that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Another funny part of that is like all the judges are like whispering to each other, being like, "What's this guy?" Do? Like they're like, "What is this person doing?" Yeah, raising <laughs> this, they and they're like, "There's two minutes left." <laughs> yeah, they're like this far away. 
and they're not whispering. They're like, what is this chef doing with that beef? You won't have enough time. <laughs> you gotta start plating. Plate, where are your plates? Yeah. Yeah. There's like 10 seconds left. They're like, all the shit's coming out of the fryer. God, people are great under pressure, let me tell you. Their, their sweat is in the Oh, I know. And then the music goes. <laughs> um, we have a call-in question, call-in question from across yeah. the county. Yeah. Um, is the sauce, the barbecue sauce for the pulled pork, is that Whole30 compliant? This one is not. The, I, when the menu is out, it's going to have a Whole30 version to it. So this one is just a regular, it's from the same people, Grandpa's Best. And okay. it's a sweet and mild sauce. It's like a staple for us. Well, I used to, my go-to barbecue sauce used to be Sweet Baby Rice. But I have since learned Grandpa's Best is even better. Yeah. Well, it's Grandpa's Best. There, it's Grandpa's Best, yeah. Yeah. So, Tyler, before we move on to the next one, I'm going to plug in an idea that uh, we talked, that I talked about with them um, when I went to pick up the food, okay? And, uh, and then we could talk more about it when we come back with the next dish. But oh, yeah. there was an amazing idea about what if Nala's Kitchen had uh, an epic food truck that parked itself in front of a brewery and delivered dishes using that brewery's beer. Yes! Yeah, I, I like I that a lot. About how you have to speak it into existence and we're gonna speak it into existence. Oh, wait, wait, or what about if Chef Becca versus another chef? Ooh! We do our own chop version. We could do, yeah, and they're using Yes, right. They're doing a competition with using the other, using the brewery's beer. Honestly, we, we pick each other's baskets, or no, you guys pick don't, the baskets. Don't give me that power, because I will just try <laughs> to take it. No, I'm talking zucchini flowers for dessert. Okay, I'm talking that kind of weird shit. That's easy. Yeah, actually. I was gonna do an easy one. Squash right. blossoms are easy. Hard in a salad. Let's go. Wait, what? <laughs> what in a salad? Hard candies. Hard candies in a salad. Oh, oh you could totally do that. You can make a dressing out of that. Yeah, you could reduce it down, Jeff. You can re you can heat up the candy, reduce oh my God, it down. You are Chef, you are not. I am right. not. Jeff, I am those, not. Those are two. I really do like that idea. That'd be cool. yeah. I mean, we can either do the like the food truck, which would be cool in and of itself, but a competition with another chef, that would be pretty fun. Yeah, I, I think I could think of some people that will join in on that. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, we, we know a handful of people in the beer industry, like very limited handful. Um and <laughs> we're downplaying it. But like no, we like that that sounds great because it covers two things. I feel like with the Connecticut beer scene it's still relatively new and for those who are more casual beer drinkers like any way you could introduce it in a different way is always like the best way to be like listen beer is not scary it can be used in different ways like food and desserts and this and that like it's i think that's great and such a great initiative that a lot of connecticut places are starting to do um so i like that idea a lot like a mini chop uh we both have to be the judge that's that's it it more in the, in the next part in the next portion here but um why, why don't we move on to the next dish and uh yeah. you could describe what the next dish would be all right so we got a slow braised short rib in the back beast into galactic unip 
Flareola beard, the back yep. piece beard. Just like it says. Yep. Yes. <laughs> With the cheesy, creamy polenta and broccolini. Ooh. Roasted broccolini. Uh, here is for, I don't know, Jeff, if you know the, the title here. Let me, let's get in focus. There we go. Oh, come on. Get it. Okay. Intergalactic lupinary. I got it. Lupinary. Intergalactic. Oh, yeah. Every time I say it, I always get that. Beastie Boys. Yes. Little Beastie Boys. Now we got to pay royalties. Great. So we're not that rich. Now we got to pay. Okay, wait. We'll counter it. Hey, hey y'all. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Way to pander. Now, I'll, you know, I'll just pay you back directly. Um, I'm at <laughs> In sourdough bread. <laughs> I am, I'm most excited about this because um, I said, like, kind of pre show that like I have a keg of intergalactic lupinary. Oh, wow. I said that right, totally. Um, yeah. So I'm very excited to have this with that beer, like fresh on tap. So you brought that up and I was like, please use that beer, please do. Um, yeah, that's such a good beer in itself. I love the whole back east, uh, how that came about. And I got to know the owners very well and the, the whole like, how like I feel like they're chefs in their own like craft as well like uh, I was able to sit down with them and do a beer dinner with them and it was very very fun collaborating with them like they take like it's 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 so mind-blowing for me I'm like oh it's so fun to just like talk about different things with them and the different elements that they put into the the beers that they create like it's not just like you know, I'm going to put this, 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 because that's the, the formula. Like, they really take the time to taste things and make things right. And, uh, and I really appreciate them a lot. Yeah. And I think as a consumer, it definitely shows because far and away, I think back east is like within the upper echelon of like best breweries in the state. Um, I think Ice Cream Man is like their staple that everyone goes crazy for when they release it. And it's for like a good reason. You know, it's, I, I think they take the time to make a super, super decent IPA that's like drinkable and just awesome to have. So the fact that when you sat down with them, they have that, like every brewery has passion, but you know, it, it turns out that they make amazing beer that's just loved by most beer drinkers in the state. Yeah, um, yeah. to kind of hear that from, from your side too. And as a chef, if you can like agree with them, you kind of get that, like it makes it even better. So I'm excited to have oh, that. Jeff just wants to eat. Yeah, I'm just, I know. Tyler, shut the fuck up. Okay, let's <laughs> just. I was done. I was done talking. I'm sorry for I do my job here, okay? I don't know if you guys can see me. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Jeff does that. I just ignore him, okay? I'm curious about it. I'm sorry we're a beer podcast. I had to throw in beer there, okay? Sue me. I want to resume the conversation about yeah. our idea and everything. Let's just take a quick break. We're going to come back with some short rib. Yeah. Yeah. And we're back with the. Damn <laughs> oh, it. fuck? Yeah. <laughs> no, go on. Get it. Get it out. I'm not cutting any of this out. Go on. Dude, funny noise no, when you Vanessa was trying to do it. <laughs> not we, Vanessa. It was all vanilla. It was all vanilla. Oh, Tyler, we're not redoing this. We're leaving it in. We are. 
There is no shot I'm cutting this out, okay? I have no idea what just happened. I don't see anything Nobody that's going knows. on. Nobody knows what's going on right now. It was one of those, like, you, you ever seen Billy Madison? Of course. Yeah, when she calls, the substitute teacher calls his name, and he goes, yeah no yeah no i totally i totally i totally remember that <laughs> yeah totally 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 yeah, yeah. Totally. not cutting any of that out okay so we're back um can't get phased by that okay just gotta get back in the zone <laughs> um no Hang we're out. here <laughs> what <laughs> Tag out, you need a little help? <laughs> no, no, I'm good, okay? I can do this, okay? Regroup, <laughs> uh, We're back with the last entree uh, of this whole beer dinner. Obviously, we are super professional, the four of us, so that's been the theme tonight. No, totally kidding. Uh, it's been three great entrees so far, two great salads, <laughs> one great beer mac and cheese, full pork and green bean combo. Now on to the last entree. The piece de resistance. So the piece de resistance. That is correct. Um, so we're here. You kind of teased it before the break. So give us a little bit more in depth uh, just about the beer use. I know it was intergalactic, glupinary, because I totally said that right. Go more <laughs> into the beer plus food pairing on this one while I totally go to town on this. I'm ready. All right. You ready? I'm now ready. I, the reason I love uh, beef, I wanted the beef for the entree when I wanted the, when I was thinking of menu concepts and an IPA will be awesome, but what, what's a great IPA that could hold up to a beef? And I was like, who doesn't love braised short ribs? Like, and then you have beer, short rib, put them together. It, it was just all magic. Like, like I said before, I love back East and they're, uh, their whole collection of beers, and then you add the intergalactic uniplanary beer. <laughs> uh, it just, it was super subtle, but you can totally get that flavor in there. And I still added oranges. I like uh, the whole orange rind to it. I kind of think accents it a little bit more and balances the, the meatiness of the, the short ribs. But it was just, I, I braised them very, very, for oh, probably like two to three hours, just like slow braised. Um, my whole method with that is like, I like to sear the beef. I season it, mm -hmm. I sear it, take it out, throw in like carrots, onions, shallots, celery, get that caramelized. And then I deglaze it with the beer. So the, the alcohol is cooked out but it's still cooked in there. Like I, I just add a little bit of beef stock to it and then throw it in the oven. Gotcha. So that, that, that was how I cooked the, the short ribs. So um, I was eating that while you were kind of going over it. So are you from start to finish with the beef, is it two to three hours in the oven or are you marinating it for that long with like the beer and everything? It didn't even marinate. I let it cook in there. Um, one of the key points that I do is I bring the the beef, especially beef, I bring it up to room temperature. So, because it's gonna absorb more of the flavor rather than if it's cold. Like that's a huge thing that I learned working in the steakhouse. Like 
if you want to have that nice char, the nice grill marks, all that stuff, like mm -hmm. you need to have it room temperature or it's not going to have that nice crust or, you know, that nice flavor that you're going to have. Um, for the listeners and for me, maybe, um, what temperature is the oven when you put it in? So I used, uh, it was at like 275. So oh, I, low. Okay, yeah, it's cool. very low. And then I typically I would cover it with foil. Like I sear it, I like take that out because you don't want to continuously cook the beef with the vegetables, the mirepoix. So I take it out completely. It's like totally on the side. The veggies are all cooking, searing, coming up. You want to caramelize those a lot because you, that's where a lot of the flavor is coming from to balance it out. But I cook the oranges, which I don't normally do. But with this, I wanted to cook the oranges to help with or accent the, the notes that I found in the beer itself. So it, you could taste... I feel like you could taste the rind of the oranges a little bit more and the pith of it in there is that as well. I think it threw some oranges in your entree as well. So you could kind of yeah. eat that in there. Yeah. But I, I, I balanced it out because you have so much of that meatiness and I, and I added the polenta because you're just like, it's, it's so much flavor. The, the cheesy and the butteriness of the polenta just kind of tones it down and then the broccolini, I, I love broccolini on itself, but mm -hmm. it adds, it, it's almost like, I, I kind of wish that somebody would use that in a beer because it has like, it's a peppery, isn't it? Yeah, it has accents that where it reminds me of a beer. Mm -hmm. So funny enough, there was like, that doesn't sound like the craziest thing ever using broccolini in a beer because <laughs> you would think, but there was a brewery out of um, Brooklyn, I want to say, and their distributor um, works out of like North Haven and they made a beer. It was like a four pack combo and it was like split in two. It was called Surf and Turf. And mm -hmm. Surf was a goza, so like a sour beer with lemon and shrimp. And <laughs> the turf was a stout with beef jerky. Oh, no. Well, in your opinion, as a chalk judge, yeah. what did you, what do you say about those beers? What did you think? So I didn't have, like, they, they actually sold out, like, fairly quick because people, it's weird and people want to try it. It's, I heard, like, not bad things about it because especially just, like, when you're making, like, you're cooking with beer or when you're brewing with, like, these weird ingredients, like you're gonna taste you you might taste a light flavor like fish is obviously a lighter like taste um so you're not gonna get like drink a beer and it's gonna taste like fish it's not the case it's gonna be bright it's gonna be lighter like you might get a hint of the like fish Ew. so i heard good things maybe the style i heard was better because like that style it's always smoky it's roasty it's that kind of like dark sort of gritty profile anyway. And a lot of those same profiles you can attach to beef, you know, like right, people, exactly. what, what was that? 
No, you're exactly right. Like when you normally do, well, when Becca normally does a beef, she'll do like a stout type of, of uh, beer with it. Yeah, which I actually wanted to use with um, mom's jeans or. Oh, yeah. I think oh, I was yeah. kind of playing around with that, which is really good. But I'm like, I think this one made it a little bit more. Uh, I, I, maybe I'm just a little persuaded by back east. Just I have a personal connection with them, but I, like. It's a good beer. Like I like drinking it on its own, and, and plus it's new. It's different. A lot of people use stouts for for beef. And for me, when I choose when I choose a beer, when I go in someplace, I'm like, what label looks the coolest? that's such a that's such a uh, draw for a lot of people to what beer they'll even try. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I'm like, mom jeans is pretty funny and cool, but I'm like, uh, you know, this intergalactic unit. This <laughs> is actually pretty cool. Yeah, no. I, um, so, and, you know, it's, I think with a stout, you would probably get more of like a deeper, like that roastier flavor, which you really don't need anyway, because you can like taste the char from like the beef. Like it's all there anyway. Plus the orange rind probably helps that little like acidity, like almost like bitterness, if you will, um, that you would almost get from a stout. So, you didn't really need to use a stout. I kind of like how you did the IPA, which is different. Something that's kind of unexpected, but still works very well. Still makes the meat tender. Like it still makes it like enjoyable to eat and everything. So um, I like the direction you went. Thank you. I would, yeah. not, I would not chop you. Okay. That's. <laughs> <laughs> I love the polenta. I thought that the yeah. flavor, it just hit my tongue right. I, I, I can't speak with as much finesse as my co-host over here. But I just, <laughs> I just, I, I love the flavors here. Um, very good. Very good. Okay, okay, we've got a question. Which, which salad and which entree did you prefer? And then what was your overall favorite dish? I was going to ask that. Damn it. Oh, well, you're the one that ate it. Why would he answer? Dude. Okay, our, our interviewees are getting the questions out before you. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I already know the que answer to this question. Want me to go first? Yeah. So for the salad, I, I liked the um, the chicken salad the most with that dressing. That dressing was so good. As said, so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it just had the uh, just a fullness to the flavor that I, I, I loved a lot with a lot of different textures within it. And then for the entree meals, I, I mean, I'm a sucker for mac cheese. I'm a sucker for pulled pork. Like if I go to a food truck, when I go to a restaurant, I see those as options. They are heavily considered. And you crushed both those um, with the green beans, adding some nice texture to round out the meal. I, that, so it's a pulled pork mac cheese meal. And then that salad. And overall for me would be the, um, well, that's actually tough. That's tough. Ooh. I'm go with the pulled pork mac cheese is my overall favorite. Wow. Yeah, oh definitely. man. All right. So for the salad, sprinkles. Oh, what was that? Jenny sprinkles, it's your turn. <laughs> Ether forever now. No, okay. I want to hear your want to hear your thoughts. Let's go. Salads. I thought the salmon. Um, I loved how that salmon was made. The chicken was like great, and that dressing was like amazing. But um, I was more curious just how the salmon was going to come out. Like I said, like I've had bad experiences with like just salmon on top of salad. Crush that salmon. If I had to chop one of those salads, sorry, the chicken one's getting chopped. It's only just <laughs> I'm gonna beat that point to the ground. I'm gonna, I'm 
to do what they should be doing on that show, Chop. You're an idiot. You shouldn't be chopping that, you son of a bitch. They should call him out. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly did – the thing I did like about the chicken salad, uh, the salad with the chicken, sorry, was the dressing because I was very curious to see how the goza, like that sour came out. And it, it wasn't like overpowering, which is the, the reason why some people don't like sours. Um, it still added depth in just like the weediness of the beer itself. And I really appreciated that. Um, I just loved how the salmon was made. And like I said, the like apple, walnut, like all those, I'm just a sucker for that salad combination. So it was just like match made in heaven. For the entree, that's pretty tough because honestly, like that mac and cheese was really, really good. Like, I'm a sucker. Same thing. Like that's like the perfect like food you can have with beer. It's not heavy, although you're using like cheddar and beer, which are like very heavy ingredients. It was super, super good. And then this is good as well. This is like very fulfilling, like the polenta is like done really well. It's like smooth, like buttery, perfect. Beats really good too. I don't even know. I'm literally thinking of the decision. That's why I'm talking about That's why I'm like, I'm like. Come on, spit it out, kid. I don't know. Come on, you're so easy to chop things. And now you're just like, oh. I'm going to go with the pulled pork. I like the pulled pork in the back of the piece. All right. That was tough. That was hard. You made me choose one, okay? This is so good. What about the salmon or the pulled pork? Yeah, overall, overall it's got to be the pulled pork. That was just too good. Oh, there you go. And I didn't talk about that enough, but like the um, the way that the pulled pork was made, it was it was like sweet and smoky without being like punching your face like too sweet. Yeah. So right. that was it for me. Jeff right. Becca, when you were done making all the meals, which one did you feel like you were most proud of? When you were actually the same one, the pulled pork. I really like, like yeah. for me, like, I I'm like, I know the short ribs are going to be banging no matter what. So it's just like, I'm the mac and cheese. I was just like, that is so good. Like I was really happy to, of the turnout. Like, yeah. And you know, we have all the leftovers here at the house and what, what did we grab? What did we just eat was the mac and cheese. Yeah. That's what we had to go as our little snack. So we're right there with you guys. Oh man. Yeah, I mean, something about that that beer mac and cheese, man, just hit different in the best way. Yeah, it's on all flavors. It's on all cylinders. The jalapeno, the beer, obviously the cheddar. It's all great. Yeah, mm -hmm. like yeah. I, I like a lot of heat personally, and I usually add a lot more hot sauce, but I'm like, no, it was just like super, it was balanced perfectly. Yeah, yeah it, it definitely, I like heat too. Um, I think, I feel like Jeff is a little bit, likes heat a little bit more than I do um maybe we're on the same page but that was my whole thing with like jalapeno mac and cheese sometimes if the jalapenos are more like are not cooked as much it's just like directly like hitting your face it's like macaroni plus just heat and pain and this and that it's just not enjoyable yeah. <laughs> i don't want to be sweating while i'm eating yeah. either and plus like, a lot of places they'll put pickled jalapenos which gives it a totally different yeah flavor, totally different taste so right. i like roasted fresh mm-hmm and pickles, yeah. you're right. It's it's definitely more of like a vinegary. It's not as like that fresh. It's got to be like a different flavor, like you said. So I did appreciate the fact that it was like fresh. Um, yeah, the, I 100%. I think if anyone listening to this, out of the four things, 
you're like, I want to get this for a dinner, that 100%. You should get all four. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's our calling it right now on behalf of Jeff. All right. What I'm thinking is definitely if it's this food truck or competition or whatever, this idea that we're concocting right here on this podcast, yeah. uh, the, that pulled pork mac cheese definitely has to be oh. in the mix. <laughs> so we have to determine the concept. Are we going to do a straight, like, Becca beer tasting menu? It's like something at a at a brewery or are we going to do a competition let's do both because it's going to cool too all right there we go the beer menu is something that you can do for a long period of time a competition is an event that we do sporadically so yeah let's do it i want to kind of change like the whole like what you eat with beer you know like you, it doesn't have to be pizza or pretzel yes exactly let's change girl. the concept of just like okay let's let's yes, elevate girl. it yes girl <laughs> yeah so i'm busting at the seams i'm pretty sure the jalapeno mac and cheese like i have acid reflux gonna get it totally worth it i would do it again Woo! just just for the pain after the fact of having to sit up to go to bed tonight so worth it <laughs> not even joking uh yeah, <laughs> man i mean i'm like sweating just from just from the passion of it all man i'm telling you it's good <laughs> Also like so, I like to ask um, this question to some of the interviews that we do, especially those who have their own businesses and stuff. Um, Nala's Kitchen is is new. It's a it's a it's very new. It's um, something you guys are still really building out. Um, seeing yeah. a lot of success, but there's many more, much more success to come. Where do you where do you see it going? Where where do you see it, it the direction that you would like it to go in? Besides, obviously, more and bigger but anything specific you had in mind for the future of Nala's Kitchen? Uh, we have a couple of, uh, we were playing out some scenarios in our head. Uh, one would be for Chef Becca, because um, although not uh, you know, a healthy option for most people, um, you know, Chef Becca, first and foremost, she's a chef. She's great at what she does, and she's super talented. And so we're really trying to get her name out there, and we really want her to uh, aspire and, do something great with um, with all her talent. And then of course for the business, I mean, we're, we want to expand. We want to be a household name. We really want everyone to know that it's, you know, healthy food is easily accessible. It's easily affordable. We're going to do everything on our end to create delicious, healthy food that people can get delivered to them and doesn't cost a fortune. So right. we want to just expand, you know? Nice. Yeah. That, and that's always the big thing too. Um, I think especially, at the beginning of the year for me, I was a lot more conscious of like what I was eating and just trying to see what's the easiest way possible to do things like Whole30. And the short answer is there's no shortcuts. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, it does like, it does start to get really expensive. And that is like the one thing you can eat healthy, um, but you'll also empty out your wallet. Um, so right. it, it's kind of good to see sort of the, the best of both worlds there um and especially like what you guys are making um the whole 30 derivatives or just the menu itself um i'm definitely interested i i mentioned it to my girlfriend and i think i want to do whole 30 like every january and just kind of like mm -hmm. go like grin and bear it and just have to endure it but part of that like i mentioned earlier is like having to prep 
everything. Like you really can't cut any corners. So like, I was like, you know what? I might use some, you guys for some of that to kind of make it easier. Like for us, like you can still eat healthy and like cut out yeah. the carbs and all that, but not have to like make your own ketchup which is what I'm um, yeah. yeah. But what I normally recommend to uh, especially new customers who are not, it's not just whole 30, but you know, maybe be gluten free or dairy free or what have you. What I always recommend is use us for like three days a week. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, three days out of the week, you don't have to worry about eating, uh, you know, going out to dinner or making dinner or anything. You got three days covered. Yeah. You the other four, yeah. Your other four days you cook, you go out, but you got three days where you don't have to worry. It makes it super simple. Especially when you have the super long days and you come home, you're like, Oh, right. you know, like, knowing you don't have to worry about dinner for three days makes your life so much better. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when you're doing a new diet, like you always have to be mm -hmm. like cognizant of like, okay, I can't use this or I can't use this. And for the most part, if you're if you're after a long day and you want to make something, you're usually doing something that's easy. And usually, if it's something that's easy, it's not fitting within keto or whole thirty or paleo or gluten free. Like right. it's never that. So that's what really piqued my interest about you guys: is the fact that you guys can like do those different diet programs, um, right? Delivered. So I was like, you know what? I'm I'm interested. And then. <laughs> meal good. just to see obviously the non-whole 30 meal i was like damn this shit's good i would have to say that, that you guys have probably gotten a lot of people interested not just in your business and eating from the food but i mean i can speak for my girlfriend who's sitting next to me uh, hopefully there's people out there who are inspired to to make something with beer to make to yeah. make like this and to keep going to nala's kitchen for inspiration from that and uh I, th I think that's all f f fantastic. But we're, I think, Ty, we're coming down to the end of our interview here. But I want I just want to give the floor to you guys again. Just is there anything that you want to say, anything you want to get out that you feel like hasn't been said yet about Nala's Kitchen or what you have in mind? Look out for the future of Nala's. We're expanding. We're going into other counties, hopefully the whole eastern region and northern, northern eastern region. And honestly, check us out we're always got great um great concepts we're always working we're always collaborating and go look on us online www.nalas-kitchen.com instagram and facebook nalas kitchen we have and then vanessa has her personal <laughs> well, she's doing the whole thing i'm eating <laughs> sweet <laughs> chef senna and then follow chef becca chef becca tweene t-u-i-n-e-i -E yeah um. Like so you can see her own little struggles and yeah you like, know i go through it too I'm, I'm right there with with everybody else no one can tell me what they're going through i'm going through the same thing when yeah. it comes to dieting forget it we all are in the same boat yeah 100 i mean i i feel for you um uh, you know i someone who did whole 30 more power yeah. to you it's gonna get tough until like day 15 and then it's just a new normal so that's it that's what i told myself but your brain plays tricks yeah. on you that's what i've learned um so much but, for this time this has been the food has been amazing this interview has been more you. than phenomenal i hope you guys enjoyed yourselves because i know we did yeah, yeah this is super fun you guys are awesome um check them out uh nala's kitchen they gave it everything highly recommend i think Jeff and i gave it two thumbs way up they're not getting chopped they're winning the our ten thousand dollars <laughs> that we had to give it to them 100 yeah. 
Um, yeah, guys, it's, it's been a pleasure. And, um, I don't think this is the last time we're going to have you on the show, especially if you're making food like this. So it was a pleasure. Yeah, like, <laughs> keep, co- yeah, keep collaborating. Let's do the thing. Yeah. Woo!